right. Before we get to the uh, the actual running of the episode, Kalai was right. <laughs> Freaking love their games on Game Pass. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and alongside me this week, we got Johnson, Jam, and Joe. Yo, yo, yo. We got ZJ Zach. Uh, hi. Coming in clutch, Kalai. Hell yeah, bitches. What up? <laughs> and all the way from the land down under, we've got a nine foot, six inch dominatrix vampire. It is CJ. Hey guys, thank you for having me. And Daryl, I can tell you, I've got a little surprise for you under this dress later. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah oh that's what i like to hear big boy <laughs> <So>. <laughs> she definitely does though come on come on this is a uh, loot bros podcast we are a video game and bad dad joke uh nine foot tall vampire enjoying podcast uh and it is a very special day here for the loot bros uh and i do feel like out of the the cast we have together tonight, not only am I just super excited, you know what I'm saying, to talk to you guys, but like this is probably the most like people playing a Resident Evil game at launch that we've had in the history of the Loot Bros. Like as far as cat like like cast members. Like every now and again it's like me and one other person. But like tonight, I mean we're all like chomping at the bit to get off the show and um play the game. So this is a very, very exciting time. You know, we're all going to be you know, to share our impressions at the same time. And it's going to be freaking dope. So let's start this show off with a toast before we get too crazy. I don't think it's any wonder that we will be toasting to the launch of Resident Evil 8 Village. And yeah. all of its PlayStation 5 oh wait, and uh, Xbox glory. More like PS4 glory. And PC glory. Woo! <laughs> Dang it. Oh, that was good. So, how is everybody doing? CJ, you're our guest. I wanted to start off with you. How are you doing, brother? It's been a while. Yeah, no, look, I've been, I've been good. I've been a little bit slammed with, oh, careful, what word choice. I've been a little slammed with work uh, in the last <laughs> month or so. And Kalai actually reached out to me last week and said, did I want to come on? And I just fogged her off with work or whatever. And then you guys didn't record. So I figured if the fans want a new episode, somebody's got to make the effort to come on this thing to make sure you record. <laughs> so I messaged you yesterday just to check if you were recording because, you know, who knows? It's been like six weeks since you put a new episode out or something. And you said you were, which surprised me because of the resident 
an evil eight uh, dropping today in America, isn't it? Like right now, yep, I suppose. That's so. correct. Yeah, but no, look, I've been looking forward to speaking to you. As you, well, as all of you know, on the the host here of the Loot Bros, there's so many and, and Loot Sis or whatever. We have this private chat, but every now and then I think I push the line and I wondered over the last month if maybe I've crossed the line a few times with a few of you. So I thought it was probably time I came back on just to smooth the waters <laughs> over as well so I can continue to push the line for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> so funny story, CJ, my- I was kind of like telling my wife some of the conversations we've been having and like, <laughs> like, so for a little, little dynamic, everybody on the, you know, listening to the show, I know I get CJ's humor. Like I started listening to CJ's podcast that he used to do, uh, push to plat RIP from episode two. So like CJ and I've been conversing now back and forth for about two years. We've done many, many shows together and I always consider it a joy to have you know conversation with CJ because I do feel like our our humor is so similar in a lot of ways, and we're always kind of like ribbing each other and going back and forth and making it's almost like a who can get the most clever comment first, you know. And I, I just I enjoy that. On the flip side, CJ and I, I mean CJ uh, Levi and I are the same way. Levi and I will talk crap till there's just till no one wants to speak to us anymore. Like there's no off switch. So when Levi and I are, are, are ribbing back and forth and going at it, it's I, I think it's awesome. And my wife's always told me for years that the reason why I don't have a lot of friends is because I push them all away because I don't ever <laughs> stop. So so the other day, uh, you know, Joe is is notorious for butt dialing us at work. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and Joe calls Joe's me. phone calls come in at like 2 a.m. in Australia as well, which is yeah. awesome. <laughs> yes. So I was leaving work the other night and like Joe like butt dials me and I just answer the phone like, are you butt dialing me again? He's like, no, this one's for real. <laughs> What's going on with CJ and Levi? Is everything okay? Like it had gotten to the point our trash talk went so far that day that I think that Joe might have got a little concerned and <laughs> butt dialed me on purpose. No, I, I was just I was just worried about like how intense like Levi was going with this whole like free games nonsense because I said it once and then he just took took the ball and kind of like ran with it. <laughs> it was awesome. I'm surprised he's not making T-shirts and shit yet. Uh, no, I mean, he's, that's what he's doing right now. So. <laughs> that's his new business. He's actually going to leave uh, Appalachian Home Improvement to start a uh, start a T-shirt business just so he can he can continue to talk crap. Sweet. What is he, AEW now? He's starting a t-shirt company? There you go. Maybe a charity to clothe all the ponies of the world. It's it's a noble effort, sir. (laughs) (laughs) What would he call it? Somebody's got to do it. What would he call it? Pony wear? There you go. Or, um, let's see, uh, pony panties. There you go. Boom. Pony panties. (laughs) (laughs) So instead of poop socks, he can sell twat socks? Oh. For the the X-twats? Uh, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if Sony had considered throwing those in for free when you bought the PS5. I, dude, I think that if Sony had any idea of all the crap talk going on in our group chat, they would rewrite their terms of use uh, for their consoles. Be like, you guys can't can't be here. Y'all are <laughs> y'all are too rough. 
That's too to, much. To be honest with you, I don't think Sony's worried about Arthur. I think Sony's worried about what the fuck Epic's going to drop on them in that court case at the moment because every oh, day dude. it's more and more. I mean, you can tell Finn's, Phil Spencer's assholes puckering up too because they're, they're, they're throwing dirt on both sides at the moment and it's wonderful. Nothing's yeah, coming out are. about Apple or Epic, but it's coming out about everything else. <laughs> dude, everything I read is how it's like it's putting their, their relationships with their business partners at Jeopardy. Like, it's so funny because like they're out in Sony for for wanting to charge for a crossplay, you know they're out in these different games that are in development. I mean it's it's crazy, man. Like they're just and what's funny is uh is recently you know Sony had been buying like minority stakes in Epic, you know like two hundred fifty million dollars for like one percent or whatever at a time, and I'm I'm wondering if they were like guys, please please just we'll buy a little bit of the company. Just don't don't tell all our dirt. Just don't. <laughs> trying to buy them off. You can't blame them for buying into Epic because the numbers that came out, the most fascinating number to me that came out, just to sidetrack here, is that 46% of Epic's profits for Fortnite, of which basically 100% of the company is relying on at this point by the sound of it, uh, right. comes from Sony and something like four, just over $4 billion of the $9 billion in the 2019-20 financial year came from Sony. So Sony is watching all this money just drift across uh, off their platform platform you know potentially you know to you know, people that could have bought well exclude exclude ex- no there are no exclusives so i look i don't know what uh, they would have bought you know but something, uh, something they could have bought and uh and instead now they're trying to claw back some money by buying shares in epic which is wonderful <laughs> yeah it's crazy how much money they made uh through through playstation which i would uh i want to go ahead and put this out there uh mr ryan a good chunk of that came from my household so uh <laughs> If you guys want to, you know, show show a little love and let me pick the next game that you're going to make, I would appreciate it. I have a, I have a serious question for each of you because most of you have got some pony blood in you. Do you really think at this point Jim Ryan actually knows what's going on, or he's just bumbling no. from side to side? No, he just makes he just he just opens his mouth, and makes shit up. He's, he's like the, he's, he's like Peter Mo- he's like Peter Molyneux at this point. He just yes. like makes he makes lies about things that he knows nothing about. Like, oh yeah, if you f- if you tap this cube enough and you find the answer at the end. I'll give you all the profits for my next game. Oh wait, my next game is gonna be trash. He's terrible, dude. Like, and I'm never. It, gonna it's be a fun. shame. It's a shame. I, I mean, I I thought uh, Don Matrick was a joke. We seriously have a Don Matrick on our hands. It's like Don just... Matrick Junior. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know what it reeks of to me, and I'd like it'd be it'd be a tragedy, of course, if it goes down this path, a real tragedy for the ponies. But it reeks of me of the Sega, where they pushed so hard to get that Tom Kalansky, the American angle on Sega, and moved away from Japan. And you know, inevitably that well, they blame Japan in the end, but inevitably that whole thing fell over because they pushed, you know, and, and let go of their roots. And it just feels yep. the same that they are they're determined to move away. Like and I understand the American market and potentially the rest of the world is a lot bigger than the Asian market, but but they're just giving up ground to to acquire what they already have, which is just bizarre. And I don't think that anyone, from looking at their you know releases and their releases scheduled, anyone cares about the Japanese market there at all anymore. Which is it's a real shame for for those gamers that do. I, I would agree with you one hundred percent. It's actually fascinating how like how much ground they're giving up on so many different fronts. You know, going back to the Vita, like they're just basically seceding in the handheld market altogether. You know, you had a console that sold 80 million units. You had another one that sold roughly 20 million units. And now they're just like, eh, we're just going to let them have it. Just let them, let them be number one. We don't even care anymore. Yeah. So on top of closing their Japanese studios, 
not focusing on Japanese development like they were. And my thing is this, is if you're going to make announcements like that and your focus is shifting, like, and maybe, maybe they're concentrating on third party, you know, uh, relationships to cover those, to fill those gaps. I would announce them at the same time, you know, it's like, Hey, by the way, we're closing the Japan studio, focusing on blockbusters and more Western style gaming. But we also made this deal with Square Enix to cover X amount of JRPGs for the next 10 years or some bull. Now, Jim Ryan is just like, oh, where's my spreadsheet say? Boom. We're just going to we're just going to read straight off the spreadsheet. Yeah. Well, I don't want to detract any further, but I, I feel really bad for Zach because the chance of him ever getting Honeypot now on the PS4 or 5 is, is almost zero. <laughs> <laughs> tragic. Absolute tragedy. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, uh, honeypot, Zach, how have you been doing? I have been very busy, so I'm not just working. Really, <laughs> I understand. And, uh, I've been playing my Switch like crazy, so that's been good. All right, all right. Oh, so. gross! Boo, boo! This man. Hey, at least he's playing. Games. He's playing games, but I bought Pokemon Snap the other week. So I've been enjoying that. I take that back. Yeah, shame, shame on you that you spent fifty dollars <laughs> on that. Well, wow. I guess I shouldn't say I bought it. Somebody else bought it for me. It was a gift. Ooh, what's her name? Hmm. <laughs> you mean his name? Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you two could donate to OnlyFans at the Loot Bros. There you go. <laughs> Oh man! Didn't we didn't we come up with our OnlyFans scenarios a few weeks ago? Yeah, that was hilarious. That's why I'm still coming in clutch, Kalai. There you go. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Kalai, how have you been? I'm doing good. You know, just working, and uh, I can't wait till the end of the. Uh, can't actually wait till the end of the month because I've got a four day weekend. Ooh, snap! Yeah, uh, actually, uh, Joe asked when we were in the pre-show phase why I didn't take a holiday for the release of Resident Evil 8 today, and I will answer that now, Joe. Joe, usually I take a holiday. I usually take some time off when Resident Evil comes out, but since I missed uh, two weeks with COVID this year already, and then I missed three days because of uh, quarantining from transporting my grandparents with COVID to the hospital, it's like I got a negative test. I just kind of felt guilty about missing a bunch of work, and I've already got a week's vacation planned for uh, the wife and the kids. So um, <clears throat> tentatively planned anyways. So I just was like, I don't usually take off a lot of work. I don't usually even take a full week. And so this week, this year I've already taken, you know, two and a half. So I was like, yeah, it's coming out on Friday. I'll just suck it up and try to get as much time in as I can before Mother's Day. And, of course, Mother's Day, I won't be uh, – I would love to celebrate Mother's Day with the uh, with a vampire mommy, but I don't. I just don't know that that's uh, the way it's going to get spent. So, but with that being said, I guess I'll go ahead and lead us into what we've been playing because I have been playing a uh, a couple hours of Resident Evil Eight. Um, first initial impressions: it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it plays so well. It plays better than seven. Uh, I thought the seven was a little slow and uh, a little—I won't say clunky—but you could definitely tell that, like Ethan as a character, was not uh, very fluent with a gun. They didn't uh, make him some crazy Resident Evil super uh, hero like normal. 
So seven was a lot more slow pace, a lot, uh, a lot tense, a lot more tense. Excuse me. And <laughs> <laughs> I said tense, not tits. Get your minds out of the gutter. That is that is not what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, okay. Someone, someone's definitely thinking about his dummy mommy right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, this is this is a good game, man. I'm really, really digging it. Uh, it's been, I am, I think my last save was about three hours and some change into the story. So uh, I'm I'm having a blast. I got on the stream with my brother, uh, Games and Gains Media, or Gagum for short. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did not plan that, did he? Yeah, he did. I actually, I don't know. I don't know. He, he, he actually he did. So we'll go with it. But I got on the stream with him. I was in the, uh, I was in the call and he, I was about two hours ahead of him and, uh, just you're kind of going back and forth talking about the game. And man, seems like from everything I'm hearing from everyone who's played it so far, extremely positive. Uh, it's a, lo- a little more action based than the last game. So it makes the fight or flight is a lot more enjoyable. You know, I've said on the past on the show, I don't like when games just abuse me and don't let me fight back. That's just not that's not the way I want to I want to be played. So uh, this game is a lot more fun than the previous installment. Really, really enjoying it. Uh, graphically, it's amazing. The voice acting is so freaking good. Like the voice acting is stellar. Um, I, I think it's great. So so far, enjoying it. Uh, I-, I have a question. I have a question about it for you. Yeah. Did you uh, destroy the wooden goat? I destroyed some of them. I found, I think, six so far. Oh, I didn't realize there was more. I, I destroyed my first one and got achievement. I was excited. Yeah. So, oh, here's a, a quick, uh, just the tip, a little trophy tip. Uh, if you see crows out and about, uh, shoot the ground or shoot around them, and they'll fly off. And then once they fly off, you shoot five of them out of the air. And you get a trophy or an achievement. Sweet. Oh, that's oh, nice. good to know. Yep, yep, yep. I already did that. So I, I've tried not to look at too much on the game. I didn't play the last two demos that they had. I have been trying to be as media blackout as possible. Um, I did glance at the trophy list, hence, and I, that's how I knew that to shoot the crows. Um, I couldn't remember if it was shoot them in the air or shoot them on the ground. So I did both. Every time I saw a pack of them, I shot, you know, shot one on the ground and then shot the next one in the air and then learned that, oh, it counts them in the air. So that outside of that, I played a little bit of Knack 2. That's on my fourth list. I'm wrapping up my fourth list now. Uh, me and Pac-Man or you know, Spider-Packs, we're playing um, we're playing Knack 2. And then I played Uncharted 3, the remaster on the PS4. Absolutely amazing game. So I mean, the Uncharted games are so freaking good, and I haven't played this. I've never finished Uncharted three. I started it on two different consoles, and it's the only Uncharted I've never finished. Well, that's not true. Lost Legacy, I haven't finished yet either. So my goal was to finish Uncharted three on this list, Uncharted Lost Legacy on the next list, and Uncharted three is so freaking good. Like it's possible it's it's my favorite Uncharted. I'm not 100 percent sure yet because I'm not finished. Uh, but and I won't be finishing it anytime soon just because of Resident Evil 8. 
And the last thing I've been playing is a little bit of the Punisher on PS2. So that's me. Just enjoying a little retro while we podcast. Nice. <clears throat> I wonder where you got the PS2 from. I don't know. You know, this 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 nice gentleman, you know, upstanding young fella. He's a he's a bit of a podcaster. Dabbles in a little bit of a PC uh, pornography video gaming. <laughs> I like <laughs> pornography. <laughs> yeah. So, what have you been playing, Zach? Well, I of course have been playing the new Pokemon Snap, but other than that, I have wait, been hold, playing. Hold, wait, go back. I want to hear your impressions on Pokemon, the new Pokemon Snap. How does it? How does it? Uh, measure it, up. It handles really well. I like it. You know, um, you know, you're just taking pictures of Pokemon on uh, pre-made courses. So, Pokepix. It's it's as good as it gets. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a amazing game for new players. It's like if you like Pokemon, this is for you. Like, don't come in here expecting something like ultra like fun, but it is fun. Um, not much really. I haven't got that far into it. It's just it takes a while to rank up because it's based. Uh, they score the photos, so that's how you rank up, and it takes a while. But there's a lot of cool things in there that you can discover. So pokey but, penis pictures, got it? Yeah the the dick pics of Pokemon, <laughs> the PPP. He's taking pictures of his squirtle. Oh, only <laughs> he's charring his mander. Whoa! Specifically targeting the genitalia. <laughs> it's extra points if you get if you do that. What all while he plays with his pokeball? <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> but other than that, just been playing some Mario sixty four and uh, Animal Crossing. There you go. Nice. So. Frosty would be proud of you and all of your Nintendo choices. I know, right? Breath of the Wild, his... Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Honoring his legacy. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I don't know if you guys have listened to um, last week and then two weeks prior to that, we posted some retro episodes from our early days with uh, Remember the Loot. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to them, go back and listen to them. Good God, are they funny? Like, I have been laughing at work. And maybe I'm the only person who thinks they're funny. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Josh is so stupid. (laughs) Like, it it was, I laughed audibly while trying to turn to work several times. And I know that we uh, have a good time on this show, and we laugh, and we cut up. And I have forgotten about a lot of the dumb jokes and things that we had said in the past. Oh my gosh, just a little trip down memory lane. That was pretty it was pretty solid. I have a question. What's up? When you originally named the show Remember the Loop, did you know that eventually you would have to actually change the name of your podcast? So now when we put up old episodes, not only are they nostalgic, but they're called Remember When We Were the Loot. Remember the Loot? <laughs> you know what? I would love to take credit for that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it just that one worked out. Now, um, remember the Lutes? The, the name was actually a, a, an, a paying homage to the band uh, Ninja Loot, 
And uh, <clears throat> what ended up happening was when we stopped playing music and finally had called it kind of like quits for the foreseeable future, I put out a compilation uh, of demos and EPs on Bandcamp free to download the, the recording and mixing and mastering all that was really terrible on them. And I called the compilation, remember the loot, because that was kind of like our sign off. We're, we're leaving and this is what we're leaving you with. And that's right, Kitty, you tell them. And so, <laughs> and then, uh, when we were trying to come up with a name for the podcast, it was, you know, me and Frosty who were in Ninja Loot, Tanner who ran lights for Ninja Loot and traveled with us for freaking years. And then Josh, who we met, he did stuff with the band with us and he played in other bands and opened for us all the time. So we were always traveling and, and playing shows together. So the podcast spawned off of those relationships and we just decided to steal the compilation name and, and call the podcast from loot. And it wasn't until that we uh, left proving gamer that we thought we needed to change the name at all. And then, you know, we're like, well, we don't want to change it too far because whoever comes with us, we would like them to, you know, it's like, this is same stuff. So yeah, we got real creative with the name. That's sarcasm. <laughs> All right, uh, CJ, what have you been playing? Yeah, well, uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot, a there lot. Um, it was actually quite disappointing to me because you know when you guys decide to bludge or whatever and just put on some old episodes, I had my my personal best week across both systems, and I was I was looking forward all week, Daryl, to the shout out on the leaderboard. It's what I was, <laughs> it's what I wake up for in the morning, you know. And I was like, finally, I'm going to nail that seagull to the wall, you know. I finally got him where I want him, and. And there was no announcements, uh, which, was, oh, which, was, which was tragic. It was tragic. But I did <laughs> I did manage to last month in an alarming turn of events score 103,000 gamer score, which was Good which Lord. is about the majority of the gamer score I have currently on the thing on the thing, which is funny. But a, a lot of games, some more interesting than others, but there is one that I'll, I'll throw out there because it was one that I'd never heard of. Uh, and it is a walking sim. So, you know, if you don't like those things, you're not gonna like this but it was called uh, Paradise Lost. And it's a, um, you know, we're all familiar with Wolfenstein and, and alternate histories or whatever with the, the Nazis and Germanys. This is a, a somewhat alternate history where you, and it is a walking sim, so this game, there is no combat, obviously, like Wolfenstein, but you, you're sort of in this underground bunker, I suppose, and you, you descend and it's this massive thing and it looks at the sort of, you know, perhaps if the Nazis had been more successful or whatever else, not, not completely successful, but more, more successful, I suppose should be careful here uh more successful and it goes into sort of their technologies and the maybe the, the ai sentinel type things they might have been working on or developing and stuff and it's actually you know if you like reading because there's no um no narration in the game it's sort of uh you read notes and things like this it's actually really quite interesting and it's an indie game or whatever but it's it's very beautiful and it's about I think it's about five or six hours. So it's on the longer end for this style of game. It's a very easy platinum or um, easy completion. If that's what you want to do, you just make your way through it or whatever. But I'd highly recommend that game, particularly I imagine it's going to come on sale at some point and 
not a lot of people you know will have seen it the um the paradise lost or whatever else and then because uh, i know joe you know he likes to talk about yakuza uh like he actually plays them but you know he really just holds them or whatever he doesn't put the time into them obviously but i did i did finish the yakuza play them seven. all on ps3 buddy <laughs> <laughs> i did finish seven and it, it's uh it's a great i hear a lot of people say you know this is a good place to start and it, like it really is with the, and I'm not going to go into the story or anything like that, but uh, it really is up until about chapter 12. And then the Did last. Is zero? Th- is zero the one you're talking about? Uh, no, sorry, seven, the new one, the Like a Dragon. Uh, oh, yeah, great game. Yeah, yeah, from sort of chapter 12 to the end, it really leans quite heavily on the end of uh, Yakuza 6 uh, and also a little bit, uh, you know, on, on, I suppose, all of them as well, but particularly on six. So I think if you were going to going to jump into seven and you hadn't six might actually be a better place to start and i i did play six first before zero and that was fine uh, but there's you know you could play it without or whatever but but it was good because i and i want to i know you love your your rpgs kalai or whatever else uh as levi does as as i do myself a little bit as well and one of the things that i like about rpgs are where you you know, long ones, like you're going to, I think I put 90 hours into it so far, where you actually feel like you're getting stronger because, you know, a lot of games these days, you, you I don't know, you, you they're easy from the beginning or whatever else, you know, that's the, the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. They've had to make the games easier for the, the players, obviously, but, you know, it's got that feel to it, Radalike, et cetera. But, you know, it, it, this game, it definitely, it's definitely tricky at the start and it does require leveling, but not like, not, not excessive JRPG, G grind like there is that if you want to get the platinum i know there's one final dungeon which is going to require 20 hours of, of just monotonous grind but to finish the story the grinding there is a little bit throughout but it's not it's not excessive but you do definitely feel as you get to like chapter 10 and and 12 you are much stronger in both abilities and you know in general strength and i think that's a really good testament to how well they understood the turn-based system and i know joe we're talking before you don't like turn-based maybe in this style of game but i thought it was really it was really cleverly done. I think some of the animations are very, very long, but you can skip them each time if you want to for the certain moves. And I found the original combat in the Yakuza series a little bit repetitive and a little bit button mashy. This actually really does make you think and it, it makes you use accessories. It makes you, you know, wear the right clothing at the right time. So there's a lot of depth in that system and you do sort of have to engage with it. It's not one of those games where you can go, ah, oh, you know, I'm not going to worry. I can still finish this on easy without you probably without, you know, massively, you know, min-maxing, you probably can't. You probably do have to understand the systems. It's all really well explained. And as I said, you're going to spend 60 hours in there anyway. But it's just a wonderful, a really wonderful game. And, yes, it does look like a little bit B-gradey, the graphics, but all those games do. But, but you know, it doesn't it doesn't hold it back. So, like, I don't know. I know, Joe, you'll play it at some point. I don't know if any anyone else here is interested or not. But it's uh, it's definitely worth that investment if you, if you are, I think. So... I played the Japanese version like a few mm. years ago. I didn't beat it, but I got pretty far. And then I said, I said, I just put it down and I was like, I want to wait till I can actually understand what I'm playing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But I thought they did a really good job of making the combat from the Yakuza um, franchise and taking it and putting it into a turn-based system. So I thought that was pretty unique the way that they were able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I felt like those long cut scenes are how they kind of got around all of like the flashiness that is Yakuza and like put it in a JRPG. So, yeah, 
it, it's really funny because, like, I know you've played Persona 5 as well, which is an interesting comparison because that game, you know, is sort of especially royal with the extra content. You're looking at 100 hours plus, you know, even if you mainline it. And there were times in that game where I really got bored and it, there was no, like, real leveling or anything required in that game. You just moved through, you know, on normal difficulty or whatever. But I got bored with with some of the stuff, whereas with the, the Yakuza, as you say, with those super long cutscenes, they feel more like a reward. And I know there'll be people that are like, I don't want to put the control it down for 20 minutes to watch this you know and you can skip it if you want but i don't know why you would you know what's the point of playing that if you do that but but you know i think it's a reward for the the gameplay you've done and i've just finished kawame the other day the first one and like i mainlined that in 12 hours and i know daryl you made the comment there's too much game in that for me or whatever yeah. but i want to tell you you can do it in 12 hours and just yeah. do the story and it's really good you know like most of that 12 hours is probably cutscenes. <laughs> they have amazing storylines the whole series does one through six is probably one of the best like if you if you play the whole series through it's a very very good through line and the stories are amazing i think yeah. if you find yourself doing what most people do when they play yakuza or they play grand theft auto and you branch off and try to do everything in the game that's when you really sink like a mm, hundred yeah. to like 200 hours in the game because to get the platinums in those games is no joke no oh no no i'll Definitely put not. I'll put Kwame on one of my lists then. If you can mainline it like that, because yeah. I've played some of the, I've I've got three, four, five, six Kwame. You have zero, and I, I think I have zero. Zero first. I've got what's the um what's the the zombie one? Oh, oh you have the zombie one. You know how much money that game's worth. <laughs> yeah, I've got that. Who's Dead Cells? Um, yeah, it's called You Who's Dead Yeah, Cells. game's awesome. Dead something. Yeah. Yeah, and I played that one for a little while, but like uh, like CJ was saying, the, the combat got a little repetitive, and it, it just wasn't something I was in the mood for at the time. But uh, I've played a little, I've dabbled with some of the Yakuza, CJ, and I really dig them. Yeah, they're great. Hey, CJ, have you played uh, the fifth, the Fist of the North Star game? I, I played games. Yeah, I put about ten hours into that, so it's still in so progress. It's, yeah, mm. the same people that made Yakuza mm, made that game. Right. Yeah, that's right. I put about 12, 13 hours in that game, and, and I had to bail. Yeah. It just got so repetitive. Yeah, it's it's the same. It's basically Yakuza, except they put the Fist of the North Star story around it. So it's like, if you don't like... But like, you you constantly have... It, it's even more limiting, in my opinion, than Yakuza. Oh, definitely. And and the whole, like, when you have to, like, do the power-ups, or the, the special yeah. signs to, like, kill the guy, it's... It get it gets so annoying because you have to do the special button combinations, and you're like, I don't want to keep doing this. Like, yeah. just let yep. me do it one yep. button, please. It, it, it's so funny you mentioned that game though, because and I know, like, I know there's people that will know that game, and I know it's not a Muso game, but that game, like, people, it, that, people thought it was going to be though. I know, I know, and that's my problem a little bit with the original Yakuza. And I know they're definitely not not uh, Muso, Muso games either, but it can get that feeling where you're just continually tapping the oh. X button, Y, X, 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 Y, X, 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 Y, and it's so funny because, like, I know you guys haven't talked about it, and I've heard almost nothing about it. The Persona uh, Strikers game, and you know, I played I have a little. It little yeah so i played a bit too and like and that is a muso game or whatever else but there mm, is something well you know it, it isn't it isn't well yeah we can get more detail but yeah. yeah but but loosely you know you'd have to like that style to like that game i think and i agree yeah it, those games have the right time and place like they're really good podcast games where you just get into the rhythm of like that yeah da, that's... and but as a base game to play they're 
Whereas that's what I thought with Kwame, uh, Daryl, like, you know, 12, 13 hours, you can mainline it. And there's so much story hitting you, you know, every like oh, 20 minutes. So good. You know? But I was yeah. starting zero because yeah, zero starts the whole chain there. You get the whole backstory of like how they became who they are and how they got to the positions they got to. So like when you hit one, then the story just hits the ground running and it yeah. just doesn't let up for all six games. It's just so good. I can't, I can't say enough good things about that series. And I, I really wish that like the creator would not be such a D hole. And like, he would put the games on the switch because they would sell like crazy. Like people want to play them. Mm. And if you don't have an Xbox, you don't have a PlayStation, you can't play them. So, mm. I mean, at this point, who doesn't have one of the other two, but still, well, see, for the longest time, that was like a really big selling point about PlayStation was because those games were exclusive until recently. Mm, that's true. So, mm. and old Phil Spencer went and pulled a fast <laughs> one on us. I'll I'll throw out just two more if I can, really quickly, uh, and then and 100%. then I'll drop the mic and let someone else have a go. But uh, the I wanted to give this one a, a push because I reached out to these people when the game first came out. Uh, it came out on PC or whatever else, and they were really lovely. Tim. Cows and his wife Linda, uh, and they formed Deveki Studios, which were loosely associated with uh, uh, the the English FMV house, which you know eludes me. Um, Wales Interactive, um, done a few horrors, but mainly FMVs. But they're oh, sort yeah. of more on their own now. But they work with the the same cast. And if you're used to these FMV games, you've probably played one of them. They've done before, like Shape Shifting, Detective Doctor Decker, or whatever else. But their latest one, Dark Knights with Poe and Monroe, it, it came out on PC last year, and they had quite a hell of a job through the pandemic getting it onto the consoles but they finally have got it onto the consoles and it's a re- if you like these sort of games you really you know and it's quite reasonable for the price these are always about the same price 20 something 15 or 20 us i think maybe less uh in that that range uh it's a really good fmv because it's different to your standard like just pick this choice you know and the video stops or pick this choice of the complex the bunker all these things there a lot of the choices are actually uh actions i like the bunker Oh, no, I'm not saying it's it's not good, but, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was like pick this text choice sort of thing, whereas this one's more pick an right. action, and there's quite often three or four different actions which lead to branching paths, and what I like about this game is that when you hit the fourth chapter, it really it really pays homage to their early work, particularly Dr. Decker. And it, you get in this, it's like you're on a couch in a, sci- a psychologist's office and you're going through stuff and you can get into this loop and it's very hard to get out of it, uh, of text and, you know, of cho- choices and things. And it's, it's, it's like a frustrating element that you don't often see in an FMV because most of them, you, you laugh, you can put your controller down, it'll play itself. But this one really requires you to be invested in it and i think it, it's pretty weird i mean it's got horror elements the ending is a bit supernatural and it's a uh, it, you know it's beautiful it looks amazing on the xbox series x on the cx but you know everything does and it, it's worth um it's worth it <laughs> and then the last one i'm going to put out because i know you all love animal crossing and i just can't get into that game because it doesn't tell you what to do like i know you have old mate tom nook over there but you can just do whatever you want and it's just like you know, I do whatever I want in my own life. You know, I need some structure in a game. You know, somebody's <laughs> got to tell me what to do somewhere. Yeah. So so I, I need that. And I couldn't uh... find that in that game. And I stumbled on this game called Cozy Grove. It's another indie game. And yes, it's a, it's a ripoff of uh, Animal Crossing to a degree. The, the premise is you're in sort of purgatory, if you like. So there's a whole lot of ghosts floating around. But it's the same idea. You play this character. The, the difference is between Animal Crossing and this game is that you have quests. So there's, you know, stuff 
starts off with two main ghosts, but eventually you get like 18 or 20 of them and they set you quests that you go and do. And, you know, you've got like your, your shovel, you've got like your, uh, your pickaxe, you know, your, your harvester, your pooty shoe, you've got all these things in there that you can use and uh, to, to, to meet their quests. And the really novel hook of this game is that it's like a, Animal Crossing, it's set in real time. So, you know, if you're playing at night, it's night in the game. If you're playing in season, it's season in the game. But each the quests only reset each day. So once you've played for like 15 or 20 minutes, you've done basically everything you can do for that day. And then you can come back tomorrow or, you know, later in the day. And there's certain things that happen on certain days of the week. And yes, you can clock skip if you want, but, you know, it's not the point. And it's a really nice thing to just play. I've played almost every day for the last month, I think, just 10 or 15 minutes. And it's a it's a really relaxing experience. The music is okay. Graphically, it's hand-drawn. And, it, it yes, it's a waste of time game, but it's it's really fun to, to just do the little, you know, click the the list each day and, and do what you have to do and there are trophies and achievements for playing like 90 days not consecutive just 90 days and 100 days so it's it's probably a 200 hour game but it's a 200 hour game over a couple of years at 10 minutes every now and then so if you like animal crossing but you need you know some structure in in your life as well then perhaps this is the the game for you hey before we move on to the next person i wanted to circle back to that whales interactive game um, you said that one's got a little bit of like horror elements into it. Yep, definitely. Yep. Yeah, I'm interested in this one for sure because um, I I've played some of their games. I own the Late Shift. I played in Platinum the Bunker. Uh, I love stuff like that. Those FMV games I think are super cool. Yeah, they they really are. And the only preface I'd put is like you know maybe this one would be great by itself. But if you if you do like them, I'd play Shape Shifting Detective and Decca as well, or at least a little bit of Decca first, so you can see how they pay homage to it. And for you know anyone that's hosting a podcast out there, Tim and Linda, they're really good people. And before before it took a year to. Um, or whatever to get onto console we'd made an arrangement under that you know poorly lived uh playstation podcast that's gone now or whatever uh, with a two in the name or something and they were going to come on and they were going to bring the two main uh, hosts as well so they're very good with their time so if anyone was interested that ran a podcast to perhaps reach out to them you know perhaps get a code and, and do a review and then maybe have a podcast with at least them or, or some of the things i'm sure they would be uh, very interested in that you know, I think that's a great idea. If only such a podcast existed and maybe even had a friend that used to run a podcast that might even be more familiar with these games. Mm. Huh. Well, if only we if could only. get the attention of the leading PlayStation podcast on the East Coast, we might have a chance. East, uh, East Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is it? Does he live on what Staten Island? <laughs> Doesn't he live in the division? The, that... <laughs> yeah, there you go. What <laughs> the number one PlayStation podcast of uh, of, anyways, Kalai, won't you uh bring up one? Well, no, yeah, go ahead and tell us what you've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I really haven't been playing much. Uh, my therapist doesn't want me using a controller playing Monster Hunter because they want me to rest my hand. Because I do have uh, the corvées and tennis elbow and um, and golfer's elbow, all from video games. The corvées is that like Cuervo? the new uh, Resident Evil villain? <laughs> I gotta get it. That's a good one. Yeah, I'd say at this point, Kalai oh. might as well just chop the arm off and cut your losses. There you right. go. <laughs> 
So, I last week, like, I couldn't play any... They took me off Monster Hunter. This week, I'm allowed a couple of hours. They're trying not to get me to play because they want my thumbnail. Wow. Your doctors yeah. suck. You tell them. You know, you, you, they're a bunch of hack jobs. Yeah, but, but Kalai, your doctors are not here. Let's be honest. How many hours have you played this week? <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell. <laughs> well, I've been playing uh, Monster Train again. I'm back to Monster Train on the PC because they said I could uh, thank God for my PC, which doesn't need a controller. That's, that's the one time a PC is actually uh, valuable. Where did, yes. This monster train, Kali, where did you get this from? Uh, where, where is this game from? The uh, store. Duh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which store, Kali? Which store? Well, you buy is this, things. Is this well, a free game, perhaps? It is. No, it's <laughs> free. It's free. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't tell Levi. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I've been playing Monster Train because it's just a little, um, it's a deck building game and I'm really into it. And, uh, I'm trying to like, I'm always trying to like 100% it at this point. I've gotten Mm. like all of the faction wins. I I even bought the new DLC because the Game Pass doesn't include your DLC. So I wound up spending like $10 on the DLC because I was like, oh, this game's so much fun. I want the DLC. And then the only other game I've been playing, which I am so excited about, is of course uh, Resident Evil Eight. Oh yeah, that's um, good for your arm as not... well because it's basically just a walking sim, so it doesn't really require much. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm not that far in it because, of course, I don't play a lot of Resident Evil games, so I was like, "Oh yeah, Resident Evil, this is great." Oh wait, I'm lost already. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> so yeah but you know I'm, I'm gonna take my time and i'm gonna do my best and if i need help i have all you guys to help me so there you go, there you go. in this together exactly uh but besides that i've been pretty much um yeah just trying to get through the week i'm glad it's over <laughs> so sorry Same. i'm boring this week no, you're That's good. All right. We all gotta have our boring weeks. So, I guess Joe's gonna bring up the rear. Then? Yeah, I guess so. I am the rear this week. I there am the rear. Um, <laughs> so it was an interesting week because at the beginning of every month, it's always interesting because you always have your new PlayStation Now games, and then you have your PlayStation yep. Plus games. So it's always like, ooh, ooh, ooh new games. And yes, That's they're right. free. Premium quality. Just, if you're going to mention PlayStation Exclusive again, fresh games. Carrot. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that needs to be a soundbite now. Every time someone. Wow. <laughs> this guy's got jokes. The real reason. <laughs> the, re- the real reason he came on the show. That one carrot joke. He's <laughs> like, oh, he's like, he's like, gotta go to bed, guys. The time difference is too difficult for me. <laughs> I just need to get that carrot joke in. Okay, what? These carrots been waiting a month. It's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> you, you know what the, the the funny part was is when I invited him on this podcast. Oh, he, he said he was going to bring a carrot for the Sony ponies. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I think he meant it. So wow. so before I was so rudely interrupted by the ex twats of the universe. Uh, I, I played some surprising things this week. Um, the first thing, and I will apologize on this show because I talk mad shit. 
I played Cyberpunk 2077 on a base model mm. PS4. Whoa. Yeah, and I can He's living dangerous. I, I can live to tell the story. Um I played about 6 hours of Cyberpunk 2077 and I have to say this is a fantastic game. Don't sleep on this game. If you're if you're waiting to play it because, you know, it's a mess and it's broken, I can tell you on my base model, it, I've had zero crashes in the 6 hours I played it. Not mm. a single one. It chugs like a beast. Like it's like LaGuardia Airport in my house. <laughs> I feel like I need to bring out the air traffic controller cones because my PlayStation's gonna take off any minute. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, so let me ask you sure, this. So sure, let me ask sure, you this. sure. I know you played the game, so yeah, I'm halfway through it. I stopped because I was having so much fun. I didn't want to beat the game yet. Okay, all right. And I gotta, I gotta go back. Did you do the entire? taxi quest where you had to get the rogue taxis no um i i got so over like whelmed by all the missions that just keep popping up every five seconds in that game it's absolutely (laughs) overwhelming every time you step outside it's like new mission new mission new mission i'm like scratching my ass after i come out of the toilet new mission new mission i'm like i'm like you need to (laughs) you need to stop like let me breathe for like two seconds before you keep hammering me with all these side quests like Wow. All right, so so can and, I And I was like, something? hold on, wait. And I was like, how does all this crap take place before you even get the main title screen? I was like, wow. It's I even get it's to cuz it's still loading. It's still loading. <laughs> 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 all right, Clyde, what do you have to say? Uh, I want you to do the uh the, the the taxi quest. You absolutely have to Is do it, it a main is it a main quest or is it a side quest? It's a side. All right, I'll, I'll make sure. Just... I'll make sure I do it. Um, because look for the guest. There's actually a guest appearance. There is somebody who does a voiceover. Oh, sweet! And it is the best Easter egg ever. I think. Did you did you run that quest, CJ? No, I look. I'm waiting for the Xbox Series X patch, which will be the true next gen version of that game. See you in 2077, mm-hmm. sir. Well, look, I, look, I, I you know, like, like console console bias aside here or whatever. I want to I want to raise a toast to you because Sony, even Sony, pulled that version off the store. Now Sony allows basically anything <laughs> on their store. So the fact that you have <laughs> white boys with attitude, yeah, that's right. You've <laughs> six hours. I mean, there is more than that game. Perhaps your version ends at six hours but it's it's testament to <laughs> amazing achievements there. well done yeah I'm, I'm actually surprised my playstation lasted through it i thought it was going to explode my playstation or brick it so i mean i couldn't turn down like so so the whole story about this i don't know if i told this on the podcast but i'll tell it again if not so i see you didn't get to hear it um so the only reason i bought it is because i i have like nothing to buy for ps4 at this point because i own almost everything that's good so i was like Oh man, I have a birthday coupon at GameStop, the worst place to buy video games ever. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I have to use it on a used game and I get 15% off. Oh, look, Cyberpunk's only like $26. This will make it like $20. Okay. Well, all right. Why not? That's all right. Is it one of those games where you get for 20 bucks brand new? That's. A yeah, steal. Right. Do you get the free upgrade to PS5 when you? Yeah. Get it? Oh, well, that's yeah. a good deal. Because because the way the PS5 upgrade works, it doesn't care if it's used, brand new, whatever. All you do is pop the disc in, and then it recognizes it, and then you get the copy. Yeah, that's how they work. It's basically free at that point. Yeah. <laughs> free, 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 free. 
Free games, free games. I think you need to, you need to record Levi saying it, so then we can just loop it every time. So every, every time someone mentions it, a free game on here, I, I wouldn't. So give, I, I, I just before you go on, I want to give Levi a shout out because he made the quote of the week this morning. I saw it. There's a picture from last night of you with oh your Resident Evil Eight on PS4 and your two, uh, whatever those poppet things are called. I'm not sure whatever the name. Oh, my Funko Pops from this yeah, morning. Yeah, and Levi's question is, is that the PS4 version? And then good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even plan to buy those, honestly. I just saw them and I was like, oh, don't have those. Mine. <laughs> so I got the deluxe version of Resident Evil 8 on PS4 because they didn't sell the PS5 version with the collectors. Oh. No, it's only PS4s. Edition. It's only PS4. So trying to get you to buy those so, last gen copies that they, you know, that they planned first, and then they were like, "Oh, well, let's put this on." Next- yeah, this like, on oh, next- we never let's put this on next gen. Yeah, they're like we never, and they were like, "Oh, this is a next gen title." Well, you know what? We might be able to get it on old gen. Next gen, I let's release. Let's yeah, look- they're like, let's let's release the con the the collector's edition strictly on old. I heard gen. the game doesn't even have haptic feedback in it. Like it's totally yeah, it does. Oh, it, do- it, does. it does. It does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, people be lying to me. All right, anyway, on the side, you want yeah, look. You want someone to be honest with you? You just come to. Dad. All right, all right. All right I'll right. let you know. I, I'll never lie. To you. All right, with your all right with your dummy mommy over there. All right, so back to Cyberpunk. Anyway, so I play for about six hours, and I'm totally digging. I'm totally digging the game. Like they do a great job, CD Projekt Red, at making promises and not keeping them so <laughs> honestly like they're the king at that they they i wonder if they have peter molyneux on their payroll because i mean they, maybe jim ryan was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so i picked the nomad class and i was like wow this game is pretty intense like i don't like how i couldn't switch my driving controls for like the first four missions but other than that i was like this game's great uh, I played a little bit of Jump Force, which I'll go real quick. Jump Force is just the Dragon Ball Z game with Jump Force characters. Next. That's literally all it is. You do the same thing. You just make a character. You level up. You pick a side. Done. You fight battles. It's pretty meh. I Sweet. I hooked up Doom Eternal for the first time. Nice. Wow. That game is... If you thought 2016 Doom was like in your face, like like metal like horns up and like blasting the metal music and you're destroying things and killing things this one's like even more fast-paced more in your face and it's harder and i even think that was a possible thing but like this one man they throw enemies at you like left and right and it's like ridiculous like i'm trying to i'm trying to kill stuff and other things are like coming up behind me and like taking me out i'm like did anybody else on this panel play uh, eternal yet i haven't played it yet she's <clears throat> aged uh, a little. I played a little, yeah. Why? Uh, yes, I did actually play because it was a birthday gift oh, nice. to me last year for my birthday. Nice. nice. I got through a lot of it. Um, I'm. It, it gets. It's a very difficult. Doom Eternal is more difficult because the nice thing about Doom, what makes Doom Doom, is these big open spaces where you're just running around yeah, and shooting. They things. don't exist in that game. No, they don't. <laughs> it's like tight corridors and like enemies come from both sides. And I'm like, yeah, it's hard. I'm like, my back door's open and my front door's open. Whoa! <laughs> and, I and, I and, I and I don't like getting penetrated Whoa. from both sides. Like, 
There this, you is go. Not, this is not, it's not okay. All right. <laughs> one's, one's only an exit. Zach's like, I'm glad I showed up tonight. <laughs> Zach's party. My Zach's, like, stuff. <laughs> Zach's like, honeypot? What? What? Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, so uh, I didn't even have to fire up steam for this. This is great. So with Resident Evil Fastly <laughs> Appro- <laughs> Oh god. With, with Resident Evil Fast approaching this week, um I delved back into a, a few I have never played. So I played Revelations for the first time. All right. And I was like, man, how did I miss this one? This is actually a really good Resident Evil game. Like Yeah. Yeah, it is. It kind of takes the control style from, I guess, what would that be this control style from 5? Well, it was originally made for the 3DS, so it's got a mixture of 5 and almost 4 because it's got, like, you can walk and shoot in this one. Yeah, I actually liked it a lot. It's really fast-paced game, and I I hate the scanning gun. I think it's, like, the dumbest crap in the world. It's so gimmicky, but I feel like that was a gimmick for, like, the 3DS because of the camera and... Also, a gimmick for like the Wii when it got ported to that, so you can have waggle crap. Yep, hundred percent. So let me tell y'all a story about that uh, about the um, Revelations. So I pre-ordered Revelations on the 3DS at, and the three at 3DS. I bought a 3DS specifically to play <laughs> you the bought game. Bought a 3DS I, just to play Revelations. Yes, of course I did, you did. It was exclusive. Of course you did. It was exclusive at first. Yeah, I got to buy a Quest Two now so I can play uh, Resident Evil Four VR. So, um, so yeah, so I, I get the thing and they, they gave away the, the custom Resident Evil thumbstick that was added as a pre-order bonus for the 3DS. They gave away my freaking thumbstick, dude. Those things cost a mint on eBay now. And like, I was freaking livid. I was the first person at our store to pre-order that game. And I, I I always ask that kind of stuff. Like, how many people? Oh, yeah, a bunch of pre-orders for it. Like, no, nah, man, you're the first one, and they gave it away to somebody else, dude. I was freaking livid. Man, but that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it does. It's one of the few Resident Evil you know things that I don't own that, that was like a pre-order bonus. Um, I digress. Uh, but when that game was, whenever my daughter was being born, I believe it was my daughter. Um. It might have been when she was sick shortly after she was born and hospitalized for a couple of days. So I, I, it was, I don't remember exactly what the occasion was, but I do know my wife was at the hospital and I had to go home with my son. So I put him to bed and uh, I played Revelations. I just sat in my bed, played Revelations, had my headphones in, and there is a scene. Did you make it to the May Day scene? Uh, what? chapters that in uh yeah it's like three or four chapters no, into it I'm a, i just got to chapter four i just got i just got to the point where um you have to use keys finally like in the in the uh yeah, yeah, in the yeah. boat so okay i just got back to the part where i think you play as chris again okay well this one you can you play as um jill for this particular part which i mean i think chris is with her so it, it doesn't either way but Anyways, I won't spoil it then because this scene, it's a boss fight and it is one of the best buildups for like a Resident Evil, like tense horror, like setup. It was so good. And I was, I just remember playing, I'm playing this game on the 3DS like, man, 
Like this is awesome. The whole game was worth it for this kind of this moment right here. And then like when you first get on the boat, you saw like Jessica, that mutated chick. Mm-hmm. That like, did you hear some of the stuff she was saying when she was like popping around and jumping in the in the in the in the boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, man, like there's some there's some genuinely really good tense. Uh, creepy setups in that game i, I think but, i think it's a it's a true Re- resident evil game honestly and i i, I would have oh, loved yeah. to, i think i want to go back and play it on the 3ds honestly because i feel like if it was made for that and it plays that good oh it was great on 3ds i loved it i beat it on 3ds i beat it on ps3 i think i've beat it on ps4 as well i know i've beat it on the xbox 360 you need to help me get them trophies um, on ps4 on so, yeah, so you, I'll play it with you on PS4, but I don't want to do the PS3 version because on the PS4 version, they changed the trophy list. It used to be 10,000 kills for the online, for the raid, and they changed it to 1,000 for the PS4. Oh, wow. Did they change so, all the trophies on the PS4 version? Did they get... Nah, I think it's just that one. I can't believe how like multiplayer-laden that trophy list is. I'm like, damn. But they like never shut the yep. servers down for that. No, nah, it's still it's hardcore. I mean, I, like, I, people are hardcore with that game. I believe it's on PS. Mercenaries well, is so still they, up. Yeah, for for five, it's good. Like, yes. it's still active. I was like, wow. You can still get games on. I know people, people play it every day. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, how are people still yeah, playing? Dude. Oh, I got one more game. I got one more game, and we're you know an hour into the show. Great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kalai was right. All right, I, I got Persona Five. So Kalai. Oh, nice. I, I know I made two promises this year. One was that I would beat Persona 5, and the other is that I would beat Xenoblade Chronicles. So I'm I'm making good on the first part now. Excellent. How is it? I love this game. I always loved this game. I played it for about 30 or 40 hours the first time I played it, and then just shut it down. Because I was like, all right, I don't want to... I, I can't do this right now. There's too many other things around, and like when I play this game, I have to dedicate like all my time to this game. Mm-hmm. So um, I just beat the first palace again. And I remember how amazing the game is, like just how good the music is, how amazing the combat is for a turn-based RPG to be this stylish and flashy in 2020. Well, actually, technically, what, 2015 or 16 when it first came out? This game's amazing. It should have won Game of the Year that year. It's, 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 It's a powerhouse. This game's great. And I really want to play Royal because I heard it fixes a lot of the flaws in five, like a lot of the leveling flaws and a lot of the, like just the bad mechanics in the game that I think you know you, you can kind of fight through in in the base in the in the uh, in the vanilla version. But I'm definitely looking forward to playing Royal. I know CJ, you played both, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, the argument would be that you would only play five now if you already owned it. I think if you were starting afresh, you'd go straight to Royal because the other problem you're going to have is that you have to play 80 hours of that content technically again. So you'd really have eh, to like cares? it. And then, and then you know, another 40 or 50 hours after that. But yeah, I mean, it's a much easier experience, Royal. Definitely, they streamlined it. You're right. I, I, just, feel, I just feel like the, the Phantom Thieves are one of the best set of characters they've ever put together in a Persona game mm-hmm. next to like the characters from three, I think are probably my favorite of all time. Yeah. I really didn't like four too much and two and one are classics, but they don't measure up to the newer games, obviously, because they're just not as like flushed out. But I feel like this game might be the best persona game ever made. Yeah. It's an interesting game because you talk JRPGs and like, it's a, 
it, it's more of a relationship builder. That game is hugely like, yeah, there's your dungeons or whatever. But if you look at the overall time, you're going to, you know, the, break down the time. Most of it's spent in building relationships and activities with the characters. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. And I love how the... <laughs> Yeah, I was seeing course. how the royal the royal trophy list they literally just streamline the trophies to only do yes. like one relationship and they're like oh no you don't have to do a million anymore just do one yeah but I mean the advantage <laughs> of that like I like I know yeah whatever it's it's an easier list but the advantage is the one you're playing if you want the plat you're gonna have to use a day by day guide almost to get it because of the two playthroughs required. I always use them anyway when I play Persona yeah always always the- use a guide. Well, the good thing with Royal is you really don't need a guide at all because there's a, there are there's a couple of key dates in November, but other than that, it's really open. You can you can do what you want, and I think like that's what I liked about Yakuza so much is when you're playing a hundred hour plus game, there shouldn't be missable achievements or trophies, and you no, should be allowed that. to play it the way you want it, you know, or at least put in an extra time afterwards to to go back and do the stuff. But you shouldn't be dictated from the beginning, and because Persona Five is time gated, unfortunately, in that original trophy list, you have to follow day by day, hour by hour guide almost, which you know a lot of people don't want to do. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I just I just find the game just very relaxing too. It's mm. very, it's it's got a bit of a challenge to it too. I feel like it's like if cause I feel like the way that they construct combat in Persona with you know the weakness system. If you don't come into a battle prepared, you're gonna get slaughtered. Yes, you're gonna yeah. get. So I th- I think that's and I know they take that away in in Royal. If I'm not mistaken, they made the battles completely easier. Mm. Like you can literally just spam the X button. I heard you you can, and then then the problem becomes though when you get to the end, you've you've really got to know how the mechanics work for the last few fights. So it does sort of trap you. In in fact, uh, I love games that do that because you you know you didn't participate actively, and all of a sudden yeah. now you're in a lot of trouble to try and get through these fights. But you better yeah. go back and figure yeah. out how to play. Yeah, but it's a very yeah, friendly game. You're right, Royal. Royal I, I yeah, I'm definitely gonna pick it up eventually. I think I'll play Royal, but for right now, I'm trying to make good in that first promise. I'm going to beat Persona 5. So, CJ, let me ask you mm. this. I'm, like, somewhat hours into Persona 5. Nice. Right, exactly. So, should I just abandon it and go straight to Royal? Well, you're not worried about the trophies or achievements, so... You you're know... almost done, I thought, though, aren't you? Oh, I... I know, but I can't bring myself to play the PlayStation 4. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> no, but like, wow. I would say yes, because you're going to spend 80 to 100 hours in that version. And then the if you ever want to get the second half of the story, which is it's really good, you're going to need to play Royal and you're going to need to play that 80 to 100 hours again before you get to that point. There is no way to skip that. So if you want the whole story, I would probably abandon five straight and go straight to Royal, unless you intend to play that 100 hours again, you know. Um, or are you happy to do that? Yeah. 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 I've tried to play Persona Four Golden, and it was too much for me. Yeah. Can't imagine what what a modern Persona adds to the mix. Yeah, I think Five is a lot yeah. more friendly than Golden. I have a lot of trouble with that game. Like that's a much more hardcore. Oh, Golden. Yeah, yeah. Golden. It's good, but it's much more intense. I think. Yeah. It's a perfect port, though. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really wish they would have put it on PS4. I don't understand. That was one logic I never understood, how they never put it on PS4. Yeah. That's now, my daughter in the background. I, I know I know you're going to move to questions first, but I want to take the opportunity to ask 
you all a question because you've you've mentioned you're all basically all of you are playing Resident Evil uh, Eight or whatever, and I know there's no spoilers or whatever, but but and I'm going to throw an Australian expression here at you, Daryl, because I know your wife loves them. We've we basically right. finished <laughs> we've basically finished pissing in each other's mouths, so now we can talk some honesty here. What um oh what <laughs> she'll love that one. Trust me, uh, I no, she said that the other night. <laughs> no, she. <laughs> Said something about something about something 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 and peeing in my mouth. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh, uh, we live in a wonderfully <laughs> cultured country." Thing. I can tell you, uh, no, but you made it. You made a comment, and I'm only talking about sort of the first couple of hours, and not specifically. But you made a comment that you you felt that this like seven was a bit slow paced and and whatever else yeah. compared to eight. And I find this completely the other way. I'm about two and a half to three hours into it, so I think we're in the same spot. I haven't been scared once. I don't think like I'm not saying it's a, I'm enjoying it or whatever, but it's it's definitely my sort of resident evil because it's slow like it is so slow paced like that whole opening i don't like that mechanic and we won't talk about it but i don't like when games do that uh rush you or whatever better one a word and and there is no and i don't like that it's very cheap mechanic but that's fine i understand they do it but i haven't felt pressured i haven't felt intense like not like outlast and i haven't felt scared and i did feel a lot of those things in seven so you know you're much more of a resident evil fan than me you know Kali's played seven i know most of you have or whatever uh to completion are you do you think it's slower paced like is it a slow build is that what's happening or am i just not not Um, into it at the moment or something so i think that the slower build um this one's got so much story going on you know like it's uh so so i guess the pacing yeah maybe it's it just feels faster like your movement speed feels faster you feel more like like fluid with a gun uh, and there's like a little dialogue piece that said in the beginning that kind of like explains the why. And, and he was, you know, it's a conversation between uh, Ethan and Mia. And I was like, oh, okay. So maybe he's not going to totally suck with weapons in this game. But I just felt like with seven and I did, and I told my brother this too. So I could be speaking out of my behind. I didn't play seven again before eight released. Right. I've played seven one and a half times. Um, and and really, I've played seven, I think the least out of any Resident Evil game. Uh, and I have all the intentions in the world and going back and finishing it. But I played through seven and then I played like the DLC as it was trickling out. And then I started like another playthrough of the game and then just never finished it because I was working on my speed run to try to unlock one of the uh, bonus weapons. And then I botched my speed run. And I was like, all right, well, I'll start it over. You know, no sense in going through the game, you know, again. And I just didn't, you know, other stuff happened. So, um, so my memory of seven was that the movement speed was slower, that it was so much more intense of a game and your resources and stuff were so scarce that I played the game exceptionally slow. You know, I felt like I had to, or I was going to be out of everything constantly, um, with, with eight, I started the game off on casual to begin with. Uh, and so basically I'm like, well, I got to go through the game multiple playthroughs anyways, and you got to beat it on the hardest difficulty for the platinum. So there's no reason in starting the game off any harder than it, I have to. No, of course. Yeah. So my brother and I were talking, we're like, well, we're just going to start the game on casual, enjoy the story, and then go back through for multiple playthroughs. Yeah. So oh, that's what you did. You went on casual. I, that's yeah, usually, that's usually what I do on Resident Evil 2, just because you do have to go back through. 
And usually your progression right. saves through to each. It's well, sometimes it does. I know on five it did. Like five, you can start yeah. low, and then most of, most of them do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know four didn't do that. I know. Well, no, four let you carry weapons over, didn't it? Yeah, it lets you carry the special weapon, special unlocked weapons. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think even your upgrade stuff. But yeah, most of the Resident Evils, like Resident Evil, has a lot of Metroidvania. Seven didn't. Like, 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 <laughs> um. Well, you could you could unlock special weapons, and then you would get them in your chest as you got to that point in the oh, game. Okay, because I know that that was a big contention with people in seven is like, and I know that's that's the only one you don't have platinum, correct? I, I don't have platinum in a lot of them. I've just I've gotten like tell me, Daryl. So I've gotten uh, the hundred hundred percent multiple times and platinums on multiple of them, but I don't have them all. Um, and it's just one of those things where I said in the past where like. I don't like the Resident Evil achievement and trophy lists. Like, I don't like doing speed runs. I don't like, you know, playing through the game three or four times. Oh, you got to do it on the hardest difficulty. I don't like doing the knife runs. And here's the thing. I've been playing these games since they came out. So a lot of the stuff I did before there was trophies and achievements, like on the remake on GameCube. So I played through that game on the hardest difficulty. I played through that game with an old knife run. I played through that game on invisible enemy mode and arranged mode and all that stuff. Jesus. And yeah. And I've gotten invisible the invisible um, enemy the, mode. Yeah. And I've gotten <laughs> the unlock uh, the, the the note from the developer when you've done the whole game, you've done everything. They're like, oh, you've literally done everything this game offers. Thank you for playing. Mm -hmm. You know? And so so some of the so the console versions, it's like like Resident Evil 4, that's been released on PS2. GameCube, um, freaking Wii, uh, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One. Like, I've played through Resident Evil 4 so many times, like, <laughs> I don't want 100% Mercenaries again. <laughs> like, it's just, you know. So some of these games, I've just done it all uh, before. And, like, the original games on the PlayStation. Anyways, uh, to get back to what CJ was asking... I feel like the, the gameplay is faster in this game. Maybe the pacing is slower, but like the actual combat feels better. Like the knife wielding feels better. The movement speed feels faster. So like I'm kind of trotting along in the game. I'm exploring everywhere freely. I don't feel like I am go like the first area I ran out of bullets immediately. Like that first encounter. And I was like, okay, I got to be smarter. So now I'm taking off single enemies with my knife. And then when I have a crowd, I'm using my weapons, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like this one's clicking with me a lot better than um, Seven did. So it, maybe maybe I'm wrong. But right now, I'm, like I said, a little over three hours into it. And, uh, dude, I, I just, I'm in the castle. Like, I'm running around. I've already had a boss fight. Like it's, I'm just moving. I'm progressing pretty smoothly, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. My my impressions are pretty high on this so far. But yeah. oh, no, that's, I, I was just wondering because like I, I found seven really intense, like a bit too intense for me. But I'm really enjoy oh, enjoying yeah. this one, and I'm sure it'll get more intense later. But uh, yeah, I, I like the balance <clears> of this. But I have to say, the best 
thing in this game for me so far. And it's the best I've ever seen in a game. And yes, it's enhanced by the Xbox Series X, of course, running at 120 frames per second of 4K, as we all know. <laughs> but the hand violence porn in this game is off the charts. Yeah. I want to rip the hands <laughs> off this guy. Just, But it's just, oh, it's fantastic. Oh, my goodness. So my brother and I were talking about that. And like, I said, I'm going to make a dummy social media account called Ethan's hands (laughs) because, you know, he gets his hand chopped off in the last game. (laughs) And in the first three hours of this game, there's three incidents where his hands get destroyed. And I'm like, what is it about this man's hands that like the Capcom hates so bad? somebody in Japan that has a fetish for that sort of thing high up in the dev team at Capcom. And they're like, I'm putting this in. This is wonderful. And it's even better that he he just puts that magical green alcohol or whatever it is. And the hand is back again. And you're like, yes, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. It's wonderful. Yes. So they're leaning so hard into the freaking like the the herb. Like I was like, I couldn't believe that scene. And so I don't want to spoil anything for everybody. I, there's stuff in there where I'm just like, what? So, um, but I'm hoping it's going to explain all that stuff too because it's deliberate this time. Like you know, in previous games in Resident Evil, you know, you're like you just got bit by a freaking monster. And your health bars lighting up red, just smoke you some herb, and then boom, you're back to full health again. <laughs> and they don't really explain like why that works. In this game, they're doing some bold, blatant stuff with fit with bodily violence, and it's like, oh, just pour some herbal liquid all over you, and you know, you're good again. So, yeah. I I hope it leans into it's like gives you a good explanation on the why. I hope so. It's probably one of those 7,000 documents you find throughout the game. Dude, I've been reading all of them. Like, I always read them all, but like, it's, that's another thing too with 7. 7, I felt so much pressure on me. And, and Resident Evil 2 as well, the remake. Like, the ever-present threats, I felt so much pressure on me during those games that I, my... My my memory of them is I didn't get to enjoy reading all of the notes and, you know, like in looking at all the scenery, you know, like only thing I ever wanted in my life was a Resident Evil 2 remake. Because by the way, back in 2000, when the when the remake of the first game came out, Capcom dev said that it would do part two next. So we've got years of anticipation before the Resident Evil 2 remake actually came out, almost 20 years of it. So it was one of those things to where I was like, yeah, I wanted it, I wanted it, I wanted it. And then when the game came out, freaking Mr. X chased me everywhere and I just couldn't enjoy like being in the police station. Yeah. With this game, the ever-present threat, there's so, the, the map's so big and there's so many differences in terrain, I've been able to escape the threat and then enjoy the game. And then when the threat comes back, and it might be that she's a nine foot tall vampire woman. That she's a lot less intimidating than you know, a uh, six hundred pound zombie man. So, but I don't know. It feels different. This game, and they said they built it with the intention of taking a little bit of the the the, the tension out and adding some action parts because the feedback was that the, the last game was too tense. So, I feel like it's just it's a good. Like Resident Evil Seven plus Resident Evil Four, like this—that's what this game is. It's really, really, um, really sweet so far. 
So. That makes sense. And I think also for horror, like I always find things that are potentially believable far more horrifying than than supernatural and they lean like it's very clear from the beginning that there's supernatural in this one whereas yeah. seven seven strikes me is what it would be like to live in the south i imagine that's pretty much many families <laughs> alike so it's it is terrifying yep that's what it's like here right. <laughs> if i don't eat if i don't eat dinner my wife starts screaming he don't like it he's not gonna eat it <laughs> then they cut my hand off <laughs> <laughs> Every time somebody starts dating or marrying into our family, Zach punches them in the face and says, Welcome to the family, son. <laughs> Welcome to the family, son. Uh, so, yeah, it's good. It's good. All right. So, um, <laughs> Kalai wasn't wrong. You get this group together. Man, we're going to uh, we're gonna take our sweet time. Which I got to say, you know, yeah, we have a show format. and Yeah, we have a bunch of topics. But realistically, if you're coming to this show, you want to hear about some video games and you want to hear, you know, wiener and fart jokes. Am I right or am I right? You're, you're, you're right. right. Wait. Right, cool. So, yeah, you're right. Okay. As long as we check those boxes and then read the trophy counts and things like that, hey, we're good. We, we win. The, the show is a success. So, speaking of trophies, if you head on over to truetrophies.com, let's read out our custom leaderboard. That's right. In first place, Resident Daryl with 43 trophies. What a sad state of affairs when 43 trophies is in the top. Wait, 43 trophies is, is number one? 43 trophies is first Damn, place. Is yeah, like, you can tell. old school leaderboard tweak. Yeah. <laughs> CJ and uh, Cool Kid Joe went back to Xbox for officially. <laughs> Thank the Lord. I wonder so, I wonder what's happening with Cool Kid Joe's PS5s. He got a couple of them in his PS4 because the dude has not played since that prehistoric whatever it is there, that Rattleica spam of the week, is like about a year and a half yeah. old. And he's left it half completed, which is definitely the way to piss off when you leave a system because that just makes everyone think maybe they died and they're still sitting there uh, yeah. you know, with controller <laughs> in hand. So he's done it right, but it's he's wonderful. He's too busy buying Funko Pops right now. He might be. Yeah. So... Um, so then in second place, NZ Nitro with 33 uh, trophies. Very nice. In third place, Mr. TMNT84 with 19 trophies. Won't, won't. And then I, I wanted to scroll on down uh, to where are we at? Um, number tw- In 20th place, the king of the trophy chumps, the trophy whores. Tricky Mick, 20th place with zero. <laughs> I want to just read this one out because you, you, when you are the uh, host of a PlayStation podcast, the self-proclaimed biggest PlayStation podcast in the East Coast, East Asia. and you're and you, yeah, in East Asia, and you're bringing in the freaking goose egg. <laughs> I bet the people are just lining up to listen well, to the show. I was going to say, to cut him some slack, if you look at old Colin Moriarty's trophy card and Chris Reagan, I mean, they're not much better either. So you don't actually need to play no. the system to be very successful as a talking head on the system. And that's a testament to the low values of the ponies of the world. And I think that's a wonderful, I mean, a oh, wonderful thing. Still, I feel like Greg's still throwing down some trophies a week, though. Yeah, of course. Because well, he's hitting that rat He's too busy there. having kids now and shit. Congrats to him on that. Um, so. But seriously, though, 
having kids, playing rat spam, and uh, hating on Republicans. Tr- tricky That's getting zero uh... games is because there's no more trophies to get in division. Did he, did, there you go. Maybe he should switch like regions and play like different region divisions so he can get trophies again. Yep. Or switch to Xbox. Is division on Xbox? <laughs> yes, divisions on Xbox. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure they're. I'm I'm pretty sure they're giving it away on that uh, service they have. What's it called? Uh, devalue our first party pass. Oh, so it's free, excellent. Call, Another free it's called, game. It's called it's called free pass. <laughs> free pass, yeah. As that, uh, it's like let's give away all our first party games for free, so they don't ever chart again, and we don't make we don't sell any copies. No, they do chart because they count those as sales, like idiots. No, no, yes, they no, do. Every download counts sale. as a sale. That's how they do. That's not a sale. Oh. You know how many times I've re-downloaded games on Game Pass because they freaking wouldn't load. So I had to delete it and re-download it so it actually unlocked. Hey, that's how they boost the numbers. <laughs> they got to pad the numbers. Those are rookie numbers. We got to hit those numbers up. <laughs> hey, we uh, get our numbers the way we get them, all right? Don't judge hey, us. Hey, whether it's by whether you get them by inch or mile, <laughs> winning is winning. <laughs> like if you ain't first, you're last. That's right. That's Bill Spencer. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. Get those downloads up. Let's go. <laughs> He's like, Bill Gates is getting ready to go through a divorce. He's like, I'm a- <laughs> we got to get those numbers up. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to drop kick you like a spider monkey. Bill, Bill called like, Melinda playing Sony. Yeah, that's what I reckon, too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know yeah. what it was, Zach? He called, he called his wife. She actually paid for MLB the show. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's free. It's free. <laughs> no. I think we're really. I think it's a divorce <laughs> She's like, you can have Game Pass. It's, it's free. Anyway. <laughs> oh she said, man! She said, "Don't worry about it, Bill. I've also back ordered Outriders." <laughs> uh, truth be told, he found. Uh, or she found his PlayStation on Epstein's island. She's like, "That's it. I'm leaving." Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on that. that one didn't hit. I'm like, what? You guys didn't get it? So you, you know um, what is good? Good though, like a good divorce. It really sets your life on the right track. I think a, a couple even help better. But you know, this will be good for him because you go through a period where you just, you know, you live a wild, you know, bachelor life again, and you blast money away. And he'll just, he'll just ring up Phil and go, you know, we need to get wild. We need to get wild. I want more free games. More free games. And this, is what, this is what we've got to look forward to on the X. He's not going to be able to afford all those games now. He's going to have half his money to his wife. Nah, what he, what he's going to do is during, you know, he's going to prolong this divorce as long as possible. And he's going to start dumping that $130 billion fortune into uh, Game Pass. What he's going to sell her? Next like, year we get Xbox 2. No, she's gonna, what, she, what he's going to say to her is, hey, hon. You know, in the divorce settlement, here's here's the deal. You get half the profits from Game Pass. <laughs> she's, she's like, wait, why are you trying to rip me off? Like, it's like you get half of free. Yeah, half of, half of nothing is still nothing. Wow. <laughs> You know what would be fascinating about that? Like it'll be all sealed. Like they were talking about how, um, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a special property settlement similar to the guy from Amazon that split with his wife because obviously there's so much so much yep. in play and and what they can and can't 
divide and sell, I suppose. So they work it out and it seems to be amicable. But you, you can bet, like, because they're ultra wealthy, they've just bought some really ridiculous shit, like overpriced shit that, you know, you know you would never assume existed or whatever else. And you can bet they've probably got like a shovel from ESO, can't you, Kalai? There's probably like a shovel there that they'll have, a digital shovel that they'll be able to sell or whatever else. And oh, it'd be wonderful. Yep. Well, you know what happens with the... Yes, a digital shovel. <laughs> it'll be the shovel. They'll have a little. It will be the they'll have shovel. A shoe and the shovel. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> and uh, they would. Though probably the only problem is probably a lot of people will make dick jokes out of dicks out of it. I mean, what else are you supposed to do with it? All right. Speaking of NFT, oh, it's an NFT coin. <laughs> well. I don't have a good segue into this one. So trueachievements.com. You head on over to True Achievements, make yourself a little profile, link it up, join the Loot Bros podcast, custom leaderboards. And then in first place, we got Cool Kid Joe with 11,360 points. Dang. Yeah. A lot of points. We got second place, Sony Pony to you with 7,200 points. Oh, yeah. And his latest achievement is patron in Resident Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have that achievement as well, or trophy. So. Ugly looking dude. What's and that? then third. Very ugly shopkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Duke. He's got some good one-liners though. <laughs> um, so in third place, you got the Alpha Seagull with uh, 940 points. And then I'm going to head on down to sixth place. Resident Daryl with 160 points playing on that free pass. Been playing the medium. I forgot to mention this when I was telling you guys what I've been playing. So I took two lunch breaks this week and I uh, fired up the medium on Game Pass. And it is very, very good so far. I'm about two hours into it. Hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like it so so far. And you should just say also at this What's... point in time as well, like, you know, listeners, you know, you've got a, a, a larger leaning Sony audience. But the great thing about True Achievements is that you, you don't have to have an Xbox to appear on that board because there is play anywhere. So if you've got a phone, if you've got a fridge, if you've got a toaster, a TV, then you too can be part of the <laughs> Xbox no. community. The new and Xbox fridge. That's right. And why shouldn't you be earning achievements? Don't you deserve to have achievements in your life i think you know and I play anywhere right. and free what more could you want stop giving 90 us that's dollars right. to playstation for a for a uh, rogue light game you know that's procedurally generated and glitched to high heaven and come and play oh, on the free whatever like <laughs> a stony slander on the show i don't know <laughs> listen sir can't you only play game pass games on an android device and if it's not an android device it doesn't work Correct. Thank no, you. No, Not correct. Oh, I can correct. play Game Pass games on here. Yeah, yeah. only on Android. You can't Not play them on, on iOS phone. as well. Yeah. You can play them on an Apple. When did phone. that start? When did that go live? Yeah, it's, a, it's actually this April. Mm. No, well, here's the thing. I'm going There's actually two ways to play. There's caveats. Yeah, I there's knew extreme it. caveats. No, there really is. So listen, you can play on your phone right now. If you if you have an iOS device, if you open up the the actual uh, Xbox app, you can remote play to your console. Oh, Jesus God, which I've been doing. But April, they did roll out 
the testing phase, the, the beta testing for the uh, Xbox Game Pass on iOS, just like now, your Android phone. Does that give you full access, or is that the dumbed-down PC version, which all the PC people are all hyped about when you can't even play half the damn game? Uh, so, the PC, the Xbox, and the the cloud don't necessarily have the same games, but a lot of the cloud games do do are on both the Xbox and the PC. The nice part about that is if it's on that service, it's a play anywhere game, which means I can take my game, play it on my Xbox, continue the same save file on the cloud, and then come home and continue the same save file on my uh, PC. Cool. You know what I can do on PlayStation now? Play the same save wherever I am on any device, because all it's doing is streaming it. When you really use yeah. this cloud shit, and you have to download things, that's when it limits what device you can use things on. That's why Sony did chose to do it the way they chose to do it. They didn't want people downloading uh, games. They wanted people streaming. Right, oh, yeah. but but the one the Game Pass for iOS and the Game Pass for Android is a streaming service. It's not an actual it's not you're not actually downloading it. Are you getting are you getting the full library that the console has or the PC? It has its own library. Yeah, it's like, own oh, library. Jesus yeah. God. So it's a third yeah. now it's a third library. It's a third. So it's another device you can't play Gears One through Four on, you can only play five. Correct. What the Correct. hell? Like well, you know, look, listeners, you will you will have to decide. But look, if your wife is unsatisfied, if she's watching a lot of Australian late night documentaries, if little Jimmy is sad, if your wallet is tired, <laughs> if your wallet is tired of the credit card coming out, then put away the PlayStation and come play for free. Better your life, better your financial situation, and above all, enjoy a real next gen system. Microsoft, it's the answer. We're all all next gen games. Don't wow. have any. This, Come on, this guy. This pause of silence, wasn't it? The medium. That's it. <laughs> on, we're guy. in this unique position at the moment that we're making games for PlayStation. I mean, but there's you're delaying all of our games. Is what you're doing? Well, you know, like I mean, how, how nervous are you? A Microsoft-owned company is about to put a PlayStation <laughs> yeah, exclusive so on there. I would be very, very nervous. Yeah. First of all, that was MLB's move. They they told them they had to, or they lost the license. They they were in a hard, they were in a rock in a hard place there. Whatever, and then we they still make money off of it, so they don't care. Uh, two, do you know how many games are actually potentially finished for PlayStation Five that they can't release because there has to be a coinciding Xbox well, One? When you say games, let's, let's define: Are we talking like Returnal, which is really not a game; it's just a procedurally generated code that's just redeveloping itself, or are they actually making? I would games? rather I would rather buy. Returnal than half the shit Microsoft has made in the last 10 years. Well, okay, are you in a position yeah, to take Returnal. a second mortgage on your house at the moment or not? That's the real question. You know, where you can come <laughs> I mean, on this system and play for free. I mean, $70 is pretty insane for a rigidly generated uh, roguelike. I know I you mean, guys earn US dollars, but I mean, nobody here has 70 US dollars in Australia. What is that, ridiculous. like 100 in Australia? Oh, it's, it's an unknown number. It's ridiculous. Do you have to, like, chop off your arm and your... <laughs> You have, to, you have to like chop off your dick and like put it on the counter and be like, "I want a copy of Returnal, please." I tell you what, you'd have to, you'd have to need, you need a massive, you need a massive schlong like the lady Demetriasis or whatever her name is. It would have to be massive to to come anywhere near seventy US dollars. I don't even know how you would do it. It's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. 
All right, enough squawking between the two. Do we have do we have twat question? <laughs> no, we we got the backlog. Oh yeah, oh my still. god! <laughs> I was gonna say I have it all prepped. I've had it all prepped for the last thirty uh, minutes. Thirty-three minutes. Kalai, go ahead, rock, uh, rock and roll through that whole list. Okay, Ponder Stevens is still at thirty-seven with his minus fifteen. <laughs> Tricky's at 25 Gareth is at 18 Joe is at 15 Daryl's at 12 Jared's at 12 Matthew's at 12 JT's at 10 TTAM is at 8 Homer gets stuff and me are tied at 7 <clears throat> James and Spider Packs have 5 T-Bird has 4 uh, Jim has 2 Levi has 2 I'm not even sure he's going to finish his list William has 2 uh, just let me bang, bro. Only has one. He like really uh fell off there. I really wish he was so, going to so, score more points because I wanted to hear his name more often on the show. I know. I, so did your brother Gangum because he's only beat one game off his list. Uh, Noah has one game. Uh, Young and Zachary have one game, and then CJ, you're still at minus four, man. You kind of fell off there, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm in trouble because all my games are on PlayStation and I don't play that anymore. So I, I, I think I'll be on minus four for a while because their games, their games are not free. There's no free games to be had there. So what am I supposed to nope. do? Got to pay for everything. Uh, I mean, you get what you pay for. You I get what you pay for on PlayStation. Great games. I mean, I mean, and you did take that whole big negative too. Mm, mm, mm. Who, who would have thought putting two massive MMOs on a list for a year was probably a mistake? Who would have thought that? You know, World of Warcraft. You know, surely you could knock that over in a week or two. Who would have thought? Maybe, maybe you didn't read the rules and you thought you were gonna be legit, and you thought for every twenty hours you play, you got a point. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> the best thing about that World of Warcraft was, you know, like the list is insane. Nobody's gonna finish that in a year. You know, everyone realizes that. But JT is on to me. He goes, "You can't finish that game. They haven't even put the last monster in. He won't be there for two years." <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's, that's the least of my problems at the moment, sir. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I uh, have unfortunately I'm getting derailed on my list right now. Same, freaking uh, Resident Evil Eight, and then I got Returnal sitting on. It's installed on the console, so my palate cleanser from Resident Evil Eight is going to be uh, Returnal. That's a great, difficult power palate cleanser. There, <laughs> you're not going to get past the title, dude. <laughs> no, I never. But see, like uh, I was listening to Dan Tack on. Uh, Game Informer talk about the game, and he's just like, man, this game is great. He's like, it is a horror game through and through. He was like, it gets so tense because of the bullet hill aspect. I'm just like, oh man, I like he. I already had the game ordered and on the way, but he sold it to me again and again. The more he talked about it, I was like, dude. And then I didn't get it. I was supposed to get it like Monday or Tuesday. I didn't get it till Wednesday, and then so I was gonna play Thursday night. Um, and then Thursday night we had a family come into town from Florida. So then like we all went out to dinner. So Thursday night I ended up hanging out with my wife after dinner, just, just spending time with her. I didn't get to play at all. And then it's friggin' Resident Evil day. So you know. it's almost like you're, Returnal's gonna have to wait it's almost like week. you're stuck in a time loop that you can't get into the game. It's tragedy. It's all, it's almost like, uh, I, so the one thing that was said about it, that I, it has me kind of nervous. And Dan Tech was like, you could lose a three-hour run in three minutes. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> no. 
Yeah, I don't see you actually being able to play Returnal. So that, I'm really surprised you bought it. Because literally, you can't save during the middle of your one, which means you have to have uh, an hour an hour and a half. And I don't see you have that kind of time well, limit. I mean, there's I, that cool thing called putting your system in rest mode, mode yeah. That's what everybody's doing to... to, to Whoa, if you want to live on the edge, put the PS5 in rest mode and see what happens. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's what I'm going to have to do. And that is a huge problem, but... And I'm being 100% honest. If it was any other company, I I wouldn't have done it. But dude, Housemark, I freaking love their games. Their games are really good. So I was like, oh, I've bought every Housemark game to date. I can't stop now. The, the problem we all have with these competitions are that we're playing the wrong games. As Corey has told us in the last week, you've got to be well, playing. That's the call your shots aspect. You've got to be playing year, games though. you hate, not games you enjoy. That, that's how you score. Yeah. <laughs> True that. So, yeah. I, you know, this whole event, I think it's been uh, overall pretty fun. Yeah, it's good. I've gotten, I've gotten through some great games. I know we've had, just like last year, we've had a handful of friggin' uh, trolls. Get in and like, oh, you complain about the rules or whatever. But like, man, just play games. Just have fun. Just hush. But to be, to be and fair, enjoy yourself. when you've only got one eye, you can only read half the rules. I mean, it's a, it's a known fact. <laughs> playing the background beat. Arr, I can't see the rules. I don't know how he has all this time to beat games when all he does is play the fucking division. <laughs> it, make, it, it makes you wonder, huh? Like, uh, especially difficult games. Which I will say this, I've been giving Tricky a hard time for a couple years now about being a crappy gamer because he, and then all of a sudden he can beat all these hard games, but couldn't beat Ratchet and Clank. He finally went back and got the Ratchet and Clank platinum. So I'm going to, I'm going to cut him some slack. He finally did. I feel like he should like, he should win like a guest starring role on the show for getting that platinum. I want to hear him talk about how he finally did it. I'll have did he that. just remote play with Yield and or Alex and they did it for him? Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> wouldn't you? I mean, if you were as bad as games as him, wouldn't you just like, you know what? I'll take any advantage I can get. I would just like be like, hey, Hakun, beat it for me. I'll pay you. <laughs> I don't know. If that really happened, I'd be impressed because can you imagine the burning on uh, Alex and uh, Yield's screen? It would just be Rocket League cars just completely burn in there. So if they can see oh around, my God. Be <laughs> No, World of Warships. World of Warships Legends. World of Warships Legends. Yeah. So you would think that, like, with the, with the way those guys play the same game over and over again, you would think that they would, uh, uh, just rebrand their show at this point. Just like it. It's just, we don't look, we're the anti-trophy. I'm order. waiting for Yield to come out with his own show called World of Warship Weekly. Where he just talks about yeah. World of Warship for 30 minutes. That's, I mean, it, it already does that. So they could just uh, they could just take a little excerpt out of the show and just release it by itself. All right, uh, you guys ready to get to community questions? Yep. All right, who reads good this week? Cly. Cly, you want to read good? I can read good. I just have to bring up the community questions. You so, have to read good was, or... did you put them into a nice document for me or no? Nope, they're all in the thread still. Mark as announcements. Uh, okay. Let me get over there. 
Normally, I would uh, put them in a, in a nice little thread, but I ran straight from the dinner table to the podcast table. Yeah, and the biggest problem is is that we have... Oh, you have both of them up there? So you if, have- you, if you just go to announcements, and you can start with this week and then just make sure you finish up with last week. Okay. Ah, that works, yeah. Yep, yep. Gareth asks, is there anyone on the show tonight who has experience of trolling? If so, what are some key trolling tactics? Mm, got a show full of trolls. Take your pick. Uh, well, let's CJ it's answer It's pretty that rich. It's pretty rich coming from a whinging palm, isn't it, about trolls? I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, look, I don't think there's any trolls here. I think there's just people speaking the good word, the Lord's good word about the Xbox uh, and the future of gaming in general. So I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I really, I think this is a moot point question. But you know, look, I value questions that have you know no real interest to the the show and i therefore i vote you as question of the week congratulations sir. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> just, you went a little early on there's, that no, there's no wrestling in that question you, you can't win question of the week. <laughs> yeah oh that's so funny yeah uh, <laughs> i didn't hear a single finishing move in that one so no, no all, what's a troll and two the answer is cj next <laughs> I just, my advice would be just whatever it is you're doing, don't give up. Like, and when they tap out and when they say, all right, I've had enough, that is actually code for we're, you're just getting started. You're just warmed up, you know, just, just strike harder. Well, the thing is when you're so far over the line, nobody knows where the line is anymore, which is a wonderful place to be because they don't know if you're serious or not. And then when it turns out that you are serious, well, then it's just awkward for everybody, which is wonderful. Well, I mean, when you get people in your (laughs) podcast thread that threaten to not listen to your show anymore, Hmm. that's when you know you've gone not far enough. Hmm. Not far enough. Not far enough. The goal would be... That's right. To where they don't just listen to your show ever again. But they just never listen to another show ever again. They just give up on. Podcasts. I want you to give up on podcasts completely. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you a little story, right? So, um, back when we did the uh, the infamous trophy war, the all of the proven gamer staff, all all of the trophy whore podcast members were in the Loot Bros Facebook group. If you go look at the Loot Bros Facebook group now, not a single person except for Tricky is in uh, our group. And that's because we trolled them so hard that they were quitting the, our group. They're like, I can't take it anymore. You guys just will not stop. <laughs> the, the funniest thing, though, too, is I never knew this, but people, you, probably people do this for you, too. But I remember early on in, in the, the old show or whatever, and this guy... Um, this guy joined the Discord and it was obvious like most people in the Discord don't listen to the show. They're just there because, you know, I don't know why actually, but they're there when they decide to come. But but this guy obviously had been listening because he, he dropped a few things or whatever. And the funny thing is we have a mutual, so I won't mention his name, but a mutual association with a, a trophy site that I was banned from or whatever else. So, you know, <laughs> and, um, and and anyway, I reached, you out to him. I reached out to him and said, like, why do you listen, you know, because, you know, I know what you guys think of me or whatever else. And he goes, oh, he goes, I'm not interested in what you say. He said, I'm interested 
interested in what you might say. <laughs> And I thought, that's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> so every week he's listening in the hope that I'll say something. That... So, so you're right. You have, to, you have to push over that line, you know, because that's what they're looking for. They don't, right. they, don't want the, they don't want the news. That's right. So we, we took trolling so seriously in the early days of the Loot Bros podcast that we ran off our own co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> this place was like a hatchet dropping wasn't it each week you were oh man <laughs> dude if you listen to the episode that we posted last week the retro episode frosty talks about how he had quit and just came back <laughs> i mean you can't you can't call the takiyaki sakiyaki podcast enough times for him to quit i mean it, it's so oh. funny. <laughs> I tell you what, his, his greatest legacy to the show was that twat song that you can sing each week or that you have yep. been recorded. So this is the best thing of this show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's another here's another funny story. So just recently, the Loot Bros podcast got their first ever one star um, review on that iTunes. It wasn't me either, whoever said that last week or the week before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So th- that same person took it a step farther and went to my other podcast and gave them uh, one stars as well. So it was personal. I love that. <laughs> and you know, he's listening or she's listening every week, just grinding their teeth, hating you, but still listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's yep. wonderful. So, we shout you out. I appreciate the fact. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm a, a one star amigo. And, uh, I, 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 I appreciate the fact that they took time yeah. out of their life to one star the show. And then went and found the other shows and one starred those. As well. I tell you what, you should check out the Spotify comments next week. They're going to be hard at work. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, anybody else want to tackle the trolling? No. Okay, so the next question comes from Levi. With the conversation of Daryl to PCMR and Game Pass Master Partnerships well underway. How will Joe handle being the only pony left on the loot? Side question. How many Game Pass hours has Daryl logged the past few weeks? He's on there 24-7, it seems. I don't know, Joe. How are you going to do without me? <laughs> I mean, since I'm playing my Switch right now, I mean, am I really a pony oh, anymore? No. Wow. The only thing that hurts worse than being an X-Bot is being one of those Nintendons. <laughs> Nintendorks. There you go. As Levi said, and look, you know, it's, you know, we all have a laugh, you know, we're all all sort of friends or whatever else. So, you know, it does appear like we're coming at each other a little bit each time or whatever. But as Levi said, it is a a safe place. And to be honest, you know, listeners, many of you are on the the PlayStation. You can't see the friends list. And Daryl is on the Xbox a lot. He is abusing the Game Pass (laughs) a lot, you know, rightly so or not. He's he's using all the free games that Microsoft have to offer on on an unfortunately not on a next-gen system, but that was his decision at the time. And as Levi has said, it is a safe place for him he's in the closet closet at this point when he's ready to come out when he's ready to embrace the true green of the x then then we'll be here for him as you will too listeners as you will too i would like to uh point out the fact that i was an xbox fan before it was cool that when everybody <laughs> else was like oh xbox sucks oh they got halo all right and and who better to criticize Xbox and Game Pass than someone who's actually using the service? That's right. Do you want me to be a Frosty, someone who has such a strong opinion and is so abrasive 
but yet doesn't actually have any experience with the subject to back it up. So you're saying that you're a double agent that you only signed up for Game Pass so you could ridicule it from the inside? Is this is this the, is, like is a, this the angle you're going with here? Yeah, what did he say? What was it? What did Marky Mark say on uh, the other guys that he signed up for ballet so he could make fun of? Uh, what was that movie? He, he, Marky Mark said he signed up to take ballet so he could make fun of people who who do ballet. Yeah, so other guys. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically that's 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 my that's my shtick. I pay for Game Pass every month, not because I see the value in it, but because it's devaluing Xbox first party, and I want to make sure that they continue to do that. Oh, Daryl, you're like you're like a you're like an atheist on the deathbed. You've got a foot in both camps, and you're just you're just you're just gonna you're gonna jump ship at the right time, and that's what we love. I mean, you've convinced everyone here you have a PS5. Everybody knows there's no Sony product in that house, and you've been playing on the X this whole time. But you're, you're the ultimate deathbed percher, which I love. You know, at the last minute, you'll you'll you declare go. your allegiance to Phil, and he will guide you home. That's right. So. Uh, now, uh, so I was thinking about picking up PlayStation now for a couple of months just to try it. So that way, cause like I should see the other side. If I'm going to complain about the other side, I should probably see the other side. So I'm thinking about doing that. I, I'm going to say that. Well, you know, it, it, the thing about PlayStation now with you not actually using a PlayStation console is you're, you're not going to get the full experience. Here we go. Here you're we gonna go. You're going to be stuck to just just the streaming aspect which is everyone's biggest complaint so i mean do what you want to do but like wow the- so wait the sony pony is talking me out of giving money to Mike to, to, to playstation see here's the thing playstation makes so much money we don't need your handouts <laughs> all right i don't know if you guys heard the uh quarterly financial readings but their gaming division made more than xbox's gaming division and more than nintendo's gaming division this last quarter. All right. They've sold 117 billion games. Yeah. But are they free like Fortnite or did they actually, uh, do they pay no, for they, them? Someone pay. No. They, yeah. I mean, like, look, who, who pays? Hang on. How many of those really? games are $3 Radalikas? That's what I want to know. At, at, <laughs> at eight, at eight <laughs> stacks, and it's a cross buy. So there's 16 games a week. Now, now by we're, 52 we're weeks. We're not getting down into the, into the nitty gritty over here on the show. I'm just saying. Like Sony doesn't need your handouts. So if you want to come be a part of the the gloriousness that is PlayStation now, I would recommend doing two things. All right. First off, moving your uh, your dumpy PC over and hooking your PS4 back up. Well, my PS4 is hooked up. It's right next to me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, look, she admits it. She admits it. She's got her PS4 right there. All this hate she's been bringing. Actually, you know what? Actually, let me look, I want to talk about that for a minute. I want to tell you about the upgraded project we have been doing since I can't really play games on a controller right now. So playing a PlayStation can't work right now. Anyways, I'm, I'm trying to heal. But let me say the new project that my husband talk, took on that's great. I now am able to tell Siri to play PlayStation and it will, will actually um, switch to the correct uh, port. Because I have so many systems hooked up to my actual uh, my um, TV that I really I don't play them because I don't know how to how to actually access them anymore. Oh wow! Yeah, so we went through an entire process of actually automating my home, 
and like I can like go on my actual phone and hit the play button from anywhere in the house and it will like actually the system has to be on. That's another whole thing I have to get around to. I haven't figured that one out. But we got the first part, which is now I can automatically switch with my phone or talk into uh Siri. You wanna you wanna be so careful can you actually you wanna get... be careful with that, Kali, because we read about automating the house as well, and then you hear these horror stories about people found six weeks later dead in the shower because the house has killed them somehow. So you wanna be very, very careful there. <laughs> <laughs> it's always watching you. Or or she's going to be the top of the leaderboards because Siri's going to get those Radalika plats for her instead of them just sitting uh, on the console. That's a real question. When is Sony going to announce that Radalika is first party and releasing a one-bit lo-fi platformer for the PS5 to celebrate it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be – um. I would freaking celebrate if they actually bought Radalika. <laughs> that would be so out of the norm. That would be the best first party acquisition. I would just somebody in Naughty Dog Jim Ryan's there, you know, and he doesn't understand numbers or what the gamers want or whatever else. And he's he's every week on his computer, he's like, Why are these people buying this game eight times? Why do they do this? (laughs) (laughs) What are these trophies? We don't have them. Who put these things into games? Jesus. (laughs) He's got his feet back, kick kick back uh, up on his desk, and he's sipping a scotch. And he's like elbowing his uh, little executive uh, yes men. And he's like, look at that. <laughs> These dummies bought the same game eight times. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, amazing. All right. You ready for me to read the next question? Sure. It's from Jared. Where does everyone stand on the current console war? I personally haven't cared. We know Nintendo is kind of a separate thing. And the war is Sony versus Microsoft. I love me some Sony and have owned every PlayStation console. Lately, I have been hearing a lot of talk about how much better Xbox is than PlayStation this generation. But let's be honest, that talk is from Australians, and Australians can't be trusted. He's clearly not biased, is he? He's not biased in any way, this guy. Just give him question of the week and move on. He gets it every week anyway. There you go. That's right. He insulted an entire nation. This guy has a lock on question of the week. He could write nothing and still win. It's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It's not done yet, though. But why is Xbox better? I hear reasons like Game Pass and some 120 frames per second nonsense. I don't even like 120 first-person shooters. Yes, I know the acronym is for frames per second, which such a big words. I really hope whoever's handling the question this week can read good, which I can. So besides Game Pass frame rates per second and it being easier to purchase, why is Xbox better? I expect like every Sony console in the past, Sony will come strong and ex- with exclusive first-party support. In less than a year, they already have great first-party games on PlayStation 5. Will Sony, in the end of the console generation, still be on top? Or is this really Xbox generation? Well, the reason you can't mm. see the 120 frames per second is a well-known fact that most ponies are blind. So, you know, you're, you're in the right <laughs> position there. So. Well, I mean, is it, but you... I also... Wait, I have a question, mm. CJ. Now, doesn't some ponies uh, just have one eye, though? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nothing like oh, a wow. one-eyed pony, wow. you know. Mm-hmm. Get, wrap your hands around that. <laughs> but, you know, like... <laughs> I, I think I was gonna say, a lot of reasons. Be, CJ, before you go crazy, before you go crazy in this one, we haven't heard from mm. Zach too much. Zach, what do you think about this generation? Um, What I think is PC. That's what I uh, think. You know what? 
That was a real bad idea, CJ. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not on talk anymore. I don't have either, so I can't say. Uh, which sucks, but I mean, my obvious choice. I'm gonna get an Xbox if I can get my hands on either one of them. But I want a PS5 too, so it doesn't. I, I don't think one's better than the other. They're about the same console. It's just games, really. Right, but uh, now see, now I, I call that statement false. It's good games and no yeah. games. <laughs> no, I'm specifically for, saying for Zach because he hasn't even made it through his first list yet, and one oh, of the complaints that he had out. said. One of the complaints he said is, "All I want to do is play PC. So why do you want to buy an Xbox or I'm a buy it anytime <laughs> soon? But I want one. I still want it. Doesn't mean I have to. Okay, it, you know, because they're going to come out with Honey Pop ones. <laughs> you know, and honestly, if they have like a great bundle deal, if scalpers don't stop buying them, mm-hmm. you know, I might buy it then. So, who knows." Depends if they can just keep them in the damn store. Are they the only the only bundle I want at this point for for the Sony bundle. I want that one that comes with the two controllers and the uh, the camera. Because I have all the damn free games. Because I bought all the PS4 versions of them. <laughs> so it's like I don't need those. Gotta get that Miles Morales, bro. Have it already. What what were you gonna say, CJ? I think like a serious answer though, like a not not a joke answer is I think it's an interesting question where they'll be at the end of the you know seven years or however long it takes. It's interesting, and I think like as much as I'm on the Xbox wagon or something, part of the reason why Xbox is better at the moment or a better deal is because they're they're well behind, you know. And that, that's it's funny, like speaking to achievement hunters and and people immersed in Microsoft background, that they you know in the back of their mind is like, well, you know, if Microsoft recovers a lot of ground, perhaps a lot of these things that will disappear, like the you know the weekly quests, so you never have to pay for Game Pass because you can earn enough points or exchanging your points for money, like all these little things that they don't need to do sony doesn't do and they're doing you know to, to entice people but if they recover a certain margin whatever they need or whatever they want would they stop you know adding value like this would game pass maybe change or, although that's maybe a separate beast now but they're doing a lot of things because they are in second place so you know but on the flip side sony is not doing a lot of things because they're in in first place and and i think that's the I like I know like I know maybe you guys don't believe this but I still firmly believe that the PS5 launched too early. I think they'd launched at the time Microsoft launched the Xbox because they had to or they felt they had to but the system is not right and I don't think it's going to be right for another year at least. And yes the Xbox has some interesting issues but by and large you know the Xbox is just the is just a platform into that system. You can play on PC, you can play on your phone as Clyde said. There's many other options and so you know, if you're investing, like, I don't know what it is, 500 US or something, is it like this in Australia? Yeah, it's a lot of money for, for a product that, you know, in pandemic, whatever else, it it probably wasn't ready to ship. And I mean, you know, another games and everything else. And, and yes, it'll, it'll be way better. The PlayStation in a year or so, you know, probably Xbox will be as well. But I think at the moment, the Xbox is the more finished, if you want, of the two consoles, regardless of games and everything else, just on a, a tech perspective. So I think, I think it's interesting, but I think it's very hard. Like we joke about the ponyisms, but it's going to be very hard to mobilize those gamers because 
they see themselves, this is the funny thing, like trophy hunters, even casual gamers, they associate with the PlayStation brand and they associate stronger than than many other gamers. And I know Nintendo gamers do, but Nintendo gamers will play other systems. Xbox are used to playing other systems because they've had to play. Whereas for so long, PlayStation gamers have only played on iterations of PlayStation. So to shift that that ideology to, to buy something else that's worth 500 US in a different ecosystem, it's going to be very difficult. But I think if you if you're looking at it, and seriously, Jared, if you're looking at it on a you know on a, a cost plus sort of you know benefit, you're getting so much better deal with all the freebies and all the, the extras on the Xbox side, which you're not going to get on Sony. You know, you're going to pay for everything on Sony because they don't have to give you anything. As, they as don't, they and they don't. But yeah. here's the thing: I'm staring right now at a bookcase full of 400 physical games for of PS4. Course. So I'm not just going to go and be like, "Hey, fuck those games," and go buy an Xbox. No, this like, is that's, the whole that's, thing. Movie, uh, it's called brand it's not just brand allegiance it's where i set my flagpole in the stand in the sand and I'm, I'm i'm usually not a gamer who will buy multiple consoles from the two big brands in a generation i just won't do that because i like to put my flag one place and buy my games on that console i for you know for the seventh generation i went with xbox 360 and then i went to ps4 and the only reason i became a ps4 gamer as i said on your show was basically because the games that I wanted migrated to PS4. So I had no choice. I had to buy a PS4 to play baseball. I had to buy a PS4 to play Street Fighter. I couldn't mm. do that on an Xbox. So they lost my money. Mm. It, it, honestly, I'd probably be an Xbox fan still if I could play those games. And I can't. Mm. Well, I, I think I think that's why it's going to be so important <clears throat> for Sony going forward to hold their exclusives very closely. And I know they're going to do something with, you know, PC or Epic or well, something. I, mean, but uh, you, I think you've definitely it, seen the effects of the show already. I want to see how, how bad the show dipped into Sony's margins of that game. Like, did it put a big enough debt where Sony has to look around and be like, hey, like, mm-hmm. we need to do something here. But that ultimately, that's a sports license. So I think that's uh, you know they, that's one of their sing- biggest games a year, though. Yeah, I know, I know that. But they're single player, and the reason I say that is because that you know it's going to be as you say, like from the Microsoft side. Now I can access so many games cheaply with Game Pass or sales or whatever else, or, or you know free, <laughs> as Levi tells us. And you know, so I can possibly entertain the idea of buying a PS5 down the track, but. You know, at ninety dollars a game US or whatever, seventy US dollars a game or whatever, I can't, I can't justify buying the games like I was in the last few years on the PlayStation side when I can play those games, you know, for free or, or, or drastically reduced on the Xbox side and at, at a better at a better system. I mean, like it's technically, it's a better system. It, you know, the backwards compatibility, the one twenty frames per second buff. You know, and the problem is, is you can't understand that if you're not running, as Kali will attest. If you don't have a monitor or system that that can run it, you don't know what it looks like, so you can't even enter this. No, environment. exactly. But so, but CJ, where hard. do you, where do you see? Like you said, like what's to say when they start gaining ground that they don't backpedal on all this stuff? Like I could see them turning around and being like, "Listen, we're number one now." Guess what? All those exclusive games that you were getting day one and date on Game Pass, we're starting to sell those again. Fuck you guys. Yeah, that's that's because we have to because we can't afford to keep going with this model. Mm. We just can't. But they're not like you know that they hemorrhaged money last year, right? Like the Xbox gaming division is hemorrhaging money, Mm. hemorrhaging. Of course, because they're well, all stream all streaming services. Yeah, because you're basically giving things away for free. Well, not free, but Mm. you're you're devaluing yourself. It's not like. If you think about it, one month you'd have to pay what 
three, four, you'd have to pay 15, four months to pay for one full game. Well, the way, the the way that they, the way the streaming services make their money is all the casual people who might buy one to two games a year, sign up. And then now they're getting 120 bucks out of them a year or 150 bucks, whatever it ends up coming up to. Whereas the, where they lose is guys like me who bought all their games, you know? And it's like, well, they, I didn't, and a lot of the times I give Game Pass a hard time and I use both services, like PS Now and Game Pass. Well, I say I use them. I pay for both of them. I don't use either one of them really. Um, but like, I still support them. I still have them. I like having access, you know, all that stuff. But I still like buying my games. And like, CJ is not wrong, dude. Like, when it comes down to like pound for pound, if I was smart, I would pay for Game Pass and PS Now and never buy another game. And I would never finish everything that's offered there. Yeah, I agree. But like, I, I can't control myself. Like, I want to own the games, and I want to have them in my hand. I want to have them offline and physical, and you know, own them, quote unquote, is to the best of the that they're that they're offered. And realistically, though, like, and I kind of wanted to double back on something CJ said. Like, this is these conversations we're having, and like the back and forth we have going in the group, and then the messaging thread is is awesome because there's a legit battle going on and Microsoft is doing all the things to, to try to get that top spot or at least get you know, keep it competitive. And that's going to make, yeah, that's going to give us a better Sony, you know, like Sony is doing exactly what it did in the PS2 era when it got super cocky, super arrogant and said, you'll get a second job to buy a PS3. And they came out and it was a bust, man. Like they, they launched the PS3. It was a blunder after a blunder after a blunder. And then the PlayStation Network went out, you know, for what, 30 days or something crazy like that. And then just the only reason we got the, and this is, this is something people don't think about. The only reason we got PS Plus games for free is because that was something they did to make up for the fact that their PlayStation service was down. That's the only reason why was, Games of Gold exists. To counter to Exactly. It. Exactly. So, like, it really does take one of these big guys being foolish and losing their ground to make things better for us, the consumer. You know, Game Pass exists because Xbox had a bad launch, you know? And, like, they they lost their, their first-party content that they had built up. You know, like, they, they had to find consumer-friendly things. And then what happened? They're like, you know what? We got, we got backwards compatibility. You know what? Now we got the frames per second boost. They can't keep doing this stuff without PlayStation answering eventually, you know? And PlayStation's already patenting technology to start, you know, emulating old games and and to maybe further dig into backwards compatibility. So, um honestly, to answer the question, what I would like to see, I would like to see Xbox get like drop some big heavy hitting exclusives. And and get to it, make it a closer race, you know, like make it like, you know, MLB the show is going to see is really going to going to show, um, PlayStation, you know, like whether or not they're going to take a hit on this one, and I hope that they are going to take a hit because I hope that they won't see this and go, oh, well, our guys still bought the game, we didn't really lose too bad, it's fine, and then turn a blind eye to what Microsoft's been doing. Because we're going to get a better PlayStation if we have a better. Microsoft. And I mean, I feel like you can't even you can't even go off of the sales currently too. Because 
I go to, I still shop in like Best Buy and I still shop in Walmart and Target and they can't keep games in stock anymore, but they also don't buy as many anymore due to the pandemic. Yeah. They're not, the, yep. the guys have been telling me they don't order like 20, 40, 50 copies. They order like six. Yeah. And when they sell, they're gone and then they order six more. Yeah. They don't, they're yep. not keeping anything in the back anymore. Like, and I don't know if this is going to be the way of stores in the future. I don't know if we're going to go back to like pre COVID way of life as far as like stores go. Like, Daryl, have you been in a Best Buy lately where like the DVD section is like one row of DVDs now? Oh, it's nothing. It's anymore. disgusting. Yeah, I can't yeah, buy I anime even... anymore at my Best Buy. I'm like, where the where's all the Dragon Ball Z shit? It's gone. They had a, like, this is a, a fascinating stat on IGN the other day that uh, in the last financial uh, year or whatever, five percent of of the gaming related purchases were physical games. Only five percent for the first time, peripherals were outselling games as a physical. So ninety five percent of games being bought are, are digital, you know, which is understandable in the pandemic, I suppose. But it does bigger. But the other thing, like you mentioned it there, and that's what I'll, I'll leave this question on, I think, is that. The Microsoft is engaging Sony well while they're diversifying. And in any business, when your competition starts to diversify, you're in a lot of trouble if you can't also be prepared for that. And Sony, for better or worse, are tied up with a physical console. They have nothing else. They they, they have shown no need, no desire to diversify in any way. And I know that they're moving towards Epic, but I think it's too little too late, especially with that company. And I think the biggest danger is that Microsoft, this probably will be the last physical Xbox, but all this time, Microsoft... Microsoft is diversifying, they're developing their tech. And at the end of this generation, it won't be a question of Xbox anymore. Microsoft will be play anywhere and play on everything. And that the diversifying is something Sony has to really consider because there's a market for both of them. But but it, will they get pushed back to, you know, the position of Nintendo, which I think is what is going to happen. I think Microsoft, however you like it, with their, their ability to play across all these systems and everything else and their desire to get Game Pass on other systems as well, is that it's inevitable that, you know, whether whether they can take the full market share or not, the longer this goes on, the, the greater a stranglehold they will have on it for that reason alone. So I think that's Sony's biggest issue is that how are they going to cope with, you know, diversifying beyond a console itself? Which is scary to me because I don't want them to. I just want to have my PlayStation 10 and 15. Well, and, I think that's what you're going to get. And... and buy my Returnal 2 and Ratchet 7. So. Um, just my thoughts on this. I do have thoughts on it. Uh, I mean, Daryl's right. The fact that a stronger Xbox means a stronger PlayStation, which is what obviously we want. We want the best what we can get for both systems. I would love that for them to improve PS Now to make it on par with PlayStation. I think that would be freaking amazing. Uh, I would absolutely give them money every month. Uh, but even like you said at the beginning of the show, um, I was thinking about getting the service, and you're like, well, why? You know, you can't actually download it on your computer. You have to use the console. Well, you and- can stream it, but it's just not. It's not. Streaming is just not good. So like I wouldn't recommend it, you know? And then, and so just like you pointed out, like I just talked you or tried to talk you out of spending money with them because it's just, it's not the quality that needs to be. I mean, you're a PC person, so you're all about like high end gaming. So like to stream a PlayStation game and have input lag for a game that's like 25 years old, you're just going to like be like, nah, fuck this. 
Like yep. you're you're not you're not gonna put up with it for a second because you're a high end gamer. Like someone like me, I can put up with input lag on my PS4 to play a PS3 game or to play a PS2 game. But that's because I want to play those games, and mostly because I like to use PlayStation Now. Like I, I think PlayStation Now, where it really hit its stride, and we're, probably where most of the users come from, are people that trophy hunt because you have a backlog to trophy hunt with. Really, honestly, yeah, eight hundred, eight hundred games, man. And like my thing, like for me, like with PlayStation Now, was that like there was so many games on there I either didn't play or just missed uh, in, you know, or didn't play on PlayStation. And like, there's just so many games on there. Actually, I spend the majority of my time like looking around and then downloading the games and then not playing them. So you actually, you have input like even on your own, um, your own system. If you're streaming anything, you're going to have input. Like it's just, it's impossible not to. So like, like the PS4 games, if you download them on a PS4, there's no input lag because you're downloading. Same as Game Pass, right? And like the PlayStation uh, Network games, PS2 games, those are all downloaded. But the bulk of the content on there is PS3 games, and you have to stream all the PS3 games because of the cell processor architecture. So, and then again with the PS4 games, if you're playing on PC, you got to stream them. It's, they're not going to let you download them. So, like, you're going to get input lag because you're streaming. You know, the reason why you don't get input lag with Game Pass is because you don't stream it. The minute you start streaming to the to the Android phones and, you know, your cloud gaming, that's when you get input lag. But, I don't get input lag when I stream, though. I can't see a world where you can play a first-person shooter especially like a Halo or something, and not experience input lag. I've never experienced internet strong enough to to get ahead of that, personally. Like, it's just... I haven't really played any first-player games, though. Like, I've been more like... Like, when I go to Game Pass and I'm playing games and I'm streaming them, I do have tearing. That happens a lot. So, visually, I have a lot of problems playing games because I can't see, actually, I've died to spikes. So I play games like Monster Train, where if I lag, I'm not even going to notice it. Well, and and that and that's probably good. And you never know; Microsoft might even have it set up to where their focus is on performance and not so much graphics. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how. You know, I haven't played every game, so it's hard to tell. But like, I used to stream PlayStation Three games to my Vita when PlayStation Now first launched, right? Uh huh. And I could play freaking Motorstorm Apocalypse smooth as butter on my Vita until I went too far away from the router. And then I would you know, start to have input lag where I would, there'd be a millisecond difference from when I wanted to turn. And then it makes a racing game near impossible. You know? It wasn't perfect, but it was still playable. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just... But for the most part, when I use PS Now... I just download my games, you know, if it's available. But I'm hardwired, and I put, when I do stream PS3 games, I just don't play anything. I'm not gonna play a Call of Duty streaming. That's just that's just to me that's nonsensical with the current state of internet, especially for my internet. I it's just not. Right. I tried playing wet. I tried streaming wet, and like the dodging and the camera, the the cameras kind of flopping around and. 
stuff like that. And like I was experiencing, you know, a lot of lagging just doing that. So it's interesting. But, yeah. But you still can't get PS now, can you, uh, no, CJ? No, no. Well, there's, there's, there's quite a few countries, it's not just Australia. Yeah. That don't have it. Yeah. It, it's sort of, it's Which interesting. A, it makes me sort of so, think like, because, you know, having been a foot in both camps, obviously, you know, Sony has the majority, you know, the largest number of consoles, has the largest number of gamers, so therefore also the largest number of casual gamers. And, you know, Microsoft has less. And I wonder if perhaps Microsoft is getting less of a pass from its gamers, you know, because they are, you know, there'd be some casuals as well, but because they're smaller, the there's more hardcore base there that, that you know, and, and you said before, um, you know, about the, you know, if, if Microsoft were to gain ground, would they repeal some of the good deals they've got? And, you know, yes, of course, probably, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't repeal the technology, and I think that's the that's where they're gaining ground rapidly. I think that tech, and I think maybe you know whether casuals will care though. That's the real problem they're going to have. You know, where does a casual really want to stream blah 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 game to their phone? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. But it's really interesting. The whole thing is interesting. I think. But, I mean, it's just, the fact that it's possible is oh, still amazing. Very, yeah. very. Cool. It just makes me think that if if Nintendo can put their shit together and make a truly next gen Switch that could stream anything via cloud and it worked flawlessly, everyone's fucked. Like everyone, because <laughs> if they can figure out a way to harness the games that they can make and make them at the quality that Microsoft and Sony makes them at, mm. they destroy everyone because they're the only ones that make actual real games still. Like and that's that's really what Nintendo like hangs itself on is they make video games they don't make cinematic adventures with with button presses every five minutes they make full fledged games so I honestly think like if they could find a way to to harness some tech because I don't really see them going back from the Switch like they they will never have a non hybrid system again it just will never happen they won't split the two divisions they see that the money is in this kind of hybrid format I'm kind of interested in the fact that sony and microsoft kind of like waved it off like hey this is like a fluke this isn't going to be successful going forward they can't maintain this we're just going to keep doing home console i'm really surprised that they didn't make a hybrid console or at least attempt yep. to just, well just well microsoft it. doesn't have to now that they have the streaming service which their streaming service is going to rival stadium it doesn't, it doesn't matter though collide cool i can stream a game at my house yeah but you can't stream it anywhere else because you your internet one is not going to be steady. No, that's not true. Two, you have to pay for it because you don't get free Wi-Fi access everywhere you go. The five G network. Yeah, five G. Eventually, like eventually, like your your service is going to tap out because eventually you're going to meet your your data cap. Your data yeah. caps, yeah, yeah. Vita did <laughs> that with three G. Three G. Three G was supposed to be the future. Hey man, there's no such thing as unlimited data. No, because I found out. I, I, I have it. I <laughs> think you can. I, yeah, you have unlimited data to a certain point, and then they freaking throttle, yeah, they throttle you. you. Yeah, ha- they throttle you purposely. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yep. guess and then they throttle true. you, and then they throttle you. Uh, Daryl, did you hear that they started throttling people like fully now? Like so, once mm-hmm. you start using over your cap x amount of months in a row, they start throttling your entire house because they see that you're yep. overusing. Yeah, that's an interesting point yeah, you make yeah. about Nintendo. I think this is, and this is the point I was driving at with Sony and their exclusives, is that that Nintendo have have been successful by holding on to their games exclusively. And I mean, we're seeing a slip with that. Like, who would have thought Octopath Traveler would end up on the X, let alone Game Pass for free? But I mean, who- it's a, it's a it, well, I mean, I, it's a, it's a 
square game. It could have yes, gone anywhere. It that's wants. right. You know, and it's you know they're moving closer and closer together as well. But the you know if if in a, if that partnership were to extend between Nintendo and Microsoft, that I look I don't know whether it would help Nintendo or not, but it sure as hell would help Microsoft. And that's that's the position Sony's going to be in. They're going to have to trade in I, their games and not their sports titles and things like that. But they're going to have to trade in their first parties because just, you can play everything else for they'll, free. They'll never do it, and it's, they'll never do it. And Nintendo will never do it. They will never put their first party games on another person's platform. No, it just will not happen. Hey, you know it just what? Will not happen. Hey, you, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not buying that one because you know Xbox was never yeah. going to do it. Xbox wasn't notorious for playing with you know, 360 generation. Xbox had really good exclusives, and they were like scooping up the freaking um, second party excuse, exclusives, third party exclusives. Like things like uh, Splinter Cell Conviction, you know, um, and then uh, uh, Left for Dead One and Two, like those weren't first party games, man. And they were spending the money and they were locking them down. It wasn't until the PlayStation pumped out like a large amount of first party games that they were able to recover but, any of the ground. How how like and here's the problem with Sony right now too. Like how. How how many more of these cut and paste games can you make that are basically the same formula formulaic like it's the same fucking game it's just a different set of characters like they make the same game over and over again I love Sony and their first party games are great but they're the same game over and over and over and yeah. over and over again and I'm not trying to knock them for it because they make good games but like at at some point like you can only play the same game over and over again before it just gets stale like. They have to have, like, that's why I don't like their push away from Japanese gaming. And they're not going to have a, an exclusive RPG on their console. They're not going to have an exclusive, like, like, Daryl, you pointed out before in the episode, like, a big turning point is they lost Yakuza. Yakuza was, like, a PlayStation staple. It's gone now. And I honestly think Microsoft's going to buy it. They might, buy, they might buy Sega. If they buy Sega, I'm buying an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> well see it's working what they're doing working. i won't be able to play persona i won't because because sega owns atlas yeah it, it's a yeah. it's an interesting thing that's a, and it's, it, at the end of the day as you, you're talking it comes down to what games are aware or whatever well, else. It, it's and like look at all these back look at all these like secret backdoor deals that nobody knows if they're official or not hmm, like like you know that you know there's that huge rumor that sony paid for persona right hmm and that's why it never went anywhere else. Well, but I mean, like they, they paid for Persona rumors, 5. Even recently that Sony had engaged Capcom with those uh, demos, which only dropped on PlayStation. They didn't drop on the Xbox. And there's a clause in there, if you look into it, where Sony were pushing Capcom to make an agreement that Resident Evil Village would not appear on Game Pass. And also, which is more alarming for Sony, yep. is that the Xbox Series X version could not run better than the PS5 version. Now, why the hell do you need that in there if the system is parallel? So, you know, and that, that may not be for now. That might be for the future, you know, that, that, that potentially. And yep. I think that's alarming. And I think I think that's a it's a good sign for whatever you want to say for Xbox lovers because Sony are now conscious of the fact that they have a fight. And, I mean, that that's a, that's a yep. scary way to be going about your fight where you're trying to limit people. But, you know, Capcom's a good person to do it because they want the money. They'll sell to anyone and everywhere. I mean, the PS4 version shows well, that. I mean... But, well, that, I mean, scary. they're making hand over fist right now. Right. That 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 company's pretty much revitalized itself in the last yeah. six years. Yeah, you don't blame them. They were dead. They were dead six years ago, and the fans were calling for them to turn over the company. What are you doing? Yeah, 
Yeah. But you, you don't blame them. But what I'm saying so. is now that these deals that Sony has made in the past are probably of a similar nature, they definitely will be going forward. That if they're so, paying like how... for exclusivity, they're going to demand more than just the six months or one year. And I mean, now we've got this weird situation where they're paying Microsoft for exclusivity with Bethesda, so, which is bizarre. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but yeah, but we'll look at... But, yeah. <laughs> but, but look at... Like <laughs> I said, true. I mentioned it a little bit before, but look at the state of, like, next-gen games and how pretty much Xbox is holding next-gen hostage right now because they're like, we're not putting exclusives out for two years. So Sony's like, we can't put out games right now oh, because if on. we waste all they our exclusives... Ne- no, n- they do. No, they have tons of games yeah, that are finished. Yeah, sure they do. Ton. So they're just sitting on them, are they? You don't think, you don't think Ratchet & Clank's been done for months? Right. Almost a year. Right. Well, that's coming it's out this month, isn't it? Yes, but it's been done. It could have launched on the console, but why didn't it launch? Well, I don't know. You don't... I don't think it's. I don't think it's to do that. I, I, I do. They have to. They have to space their stuff out because if they don't, I think they're and then Microsoft the starts. Juice, no, no, because yeah, <laughs> I don't know, Joe. Even I can't get. I'm drink sorry, my, my, like, Microsoft's <laughs> entire strategy is to release one game every three months. It sounds like, as Joe's putting it, there's this vault at Sony, and the next five years worth of games are all sitting there done, and they're just like, oh, let's give them one <laughs> this week. They're getting a bit angry. They're getting a bit angry. Let's give the ponies. Some yeah. I mean, the, they just dro- they're dropping Returnal and Ratchet on top of each other. <laughs> I just don't, I don't. To me, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like. If if they were even close to done, that jump would already came out. Yeah. That's my opinion. I mean, we're what six months into the console generation. We've only had three games that are exclusive to the console. Yep. I mean, I that's normal though. No, it's no, it's not. <laughs> Go look at last gen. Well, last well, gen they, they delayed everything last gen because they had uh, infamous uh, the order eighteen eighty six. All that stuff got de- freaking delayed six months. I, I didn't even get a PS4 at launch because when I was went to go pick up my launch PS4, they freaking delayed uh, the games. And this has also been the hardest console generation to even buy a console at all, period. This yep. has never happened in the history of gaming where you can't. That's not true. Yes, it is. There's, this is the farthest. They even, they even released statistics, Cly. This is the farthest it had been since people couldn't just grab them at will. Like lot, it's never gone past six months. With the scalpers, that's not necessarily the stock because. But that's because that's the state of the industry, though. Hmm. That's where the industry is right now. The industry's hot, where people want to turn a profit on things. Hmm. Look how bad. Look how bad. Like collector's editions have gotten. Where like if you're a true fan, you can't even get a collector's edition anymore hmm. because the scalpers buy them all up and then sell them for triple the price. Yeah. So I work in manufacturing. And like every day there's a new shortage. Like there's a new thing that we can't get anymore, right? And and the real holdup isn't as much manufacturing and production of things as it is the harbors. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like they're like I know they were talking about this on um Collins Last Stand this past week. How there's like a a, a, a what do they call them? The freaking crates, the tanker good lord, the short the short the shipping container shortage, yeah. Like, dude, when he, when they were reading that out, I'm like, dude, yes, I'm freaking going through this every day because every day we're like, oh, all these things that you need to make your weightlifting equipment, they're stuck at the harbor because they're all the shipping containers are piled up on top of each other. There's no one working these places and these big cities to get things in and out of the country. And I'm sure it's not just the United States, right? So then now there's not enough shipping containers going around to get, pick up stuff. So shipping things is getting more and more expensive. So where you used to spend $2,000 to ship something from China to the U.S., now it's $13,000. 
And if you don't pay the money, your stuff's not getting there. So like it's getting harder and harder to get all of the ingredients together to make said, you know, whatever product. I mean, you got to think about like so, all like, these people fighting for these microprocessor, these like superconductor chips too. Like mm-hmm. you have car companies yeah. who aren't even making their cars right now because they can't get the, they can't get the conductor. So the used market for trucks has skyrocketed because they can't get the super, you know, the, the semiconductors and stuff to make the computers for some of the newer vehicles. So now like the used market for trucks is just insanely high. So, but same thing goes with freaking the housing market right now with freaking lumber and stuff, dude. It's like, like they, they just put a hold on uh, new construction here in our, um, in our County because you can't get, they can't get anything finished. Like, so I've got like, um, one of my bandmates wife is a, you know, County building inspector. And she's like, dude, we, they're not even green lighting new construction now because building material shortages are so hot. You know, like you can't finish anything, so you can't inspect anything. So it's not just the scalpers. It's basically what I'm getting at. Like it's, it's a, it's a worldwide issue. That's just like way beyond a couple internet trolls sitting on a thousand. First of all, it's worse than a few. That's the problem this time. It's worse than a few. There's like, when you can go on eBay and find more consoles than you could ever find trying to buy one yourself, there's a problem. And they're just oh, sitting agree. there every day. And they're not, they're not, no one's buying these things. And it's like, and I always like how, like, you remember how, like, Colin and Greg would always say, like, vote with your wallet? People are. They're yeah. not buying the scalp consoles. And Sony and Microsoft can't do anything about it. Like, the only thing they could do in good faith is go to all the scalpers and buy the consoles back. That's all they could do. But the only thing that would happen is once they go to turn them back around, scalpers would buy them again. Yeah, but it's not in their in- interest. Well, the consoles they, were sold. Yeah, so right. They don't care. Yeah. They still made their money. What do they care? Uh, exactly yeah well yeah exactly well here's the thing just like the game stock stock whole thing where they kept saying hold the line hold the line hold the line these scalpers are holding the line right. and they're holding those consoles and they're they're holding them up at these high prices someone's going to get stuck with them so eventually these things are going to get back in circulation to a point where you can go to a store and actually see a physical console on the no, show. That won't happen. That, that won't happen until 2022. They've already announced that. I said eventually. I didn't say tomorrow. <laughs> do we? All right. Do we want to go to the next question? I'm down. If y'all are down, I mean, we are at the uh, two hour and, and 30 minute mark. It's a super, it's, CJ, it's a super show. you're the yeah. guest. What kind of, yeah, what kind of time fine. do you have? Right now? Are you good? Another one. Yeah. If you got it. Yeah. Okay, we can do one more, and we'll just save whatever's left over for next week. Well, um, no, I think we're almost... The next couple of questions are going to be yeah, quick, so I think we can actually get through them. Okay. Uh, Jared says, uh, Daryl's wife thinks the Australian culture is great than Amer- greater than American culture. Everything is okay if it's Australian. What from what from Australia is most offensive, and would Brandy care? She might think mm. she loves Australia, but I bet she wouldn't last five seconds here with our wildlife. They'd kill her in a second. They love the <laughs> taste of American meat. <laughs> Jesus. You know, it's so funny because I walked out this morning or whatever, because may, may have stayed up too late last night <clears throat> playing Resident Evil. I walked out, you know, this morning about an hour before we started this at 10 a.m. And I'm like, shit, there's a lot of spider webs around this house at the moment because we've got a cold snap and there's giant spiders everywhere. So I think it would have to be the wildlife that would set her off as offensive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then the uh, next thing Jared says is these old 
Foster commercials in America always said beer. Foster's Australian for beer. Is Foster's Australian for beer? Do Australians really like the term beer? Tell you what, if you want to taste a Foster's, just gab a rat when it's pissing and put it up near your mouth, and that's what a Foster's tastes like. It's disgusting. Jesus. Have you guys ever seen the movie Basketball? Yes. Yes. Do you remember when he did the the little bit about – the, he did the Foster's commercial, but like they were playing against the um the, the team from San Francisco. You know, San Francisco has the fairies, a, the fairies. High, yeah, the San Francisco fairies, and like so they have a really high homosexual um uh, population. So it's like, all right, you know, obviously gay jokes were off limits for the game, and he <laughs> grabs Squeak. And he's like, "How to speak Australian?" No, no, he goes, "How to speak San Franciscan?" And he pulls his pants down. He's like, vagina. <laughs> and shows his butt. But he was making fun of the Foster's commercial. Oh, my gosh. That was. And then, of course, he got disqualified because the <laughs> the nature of the joke. I thought that was one of the funniest bits of television ever made or you know, movie. That was <laughs> because it was such a popular thing at the time. How to speak Australian. Foster's. <laughs> it's like. It was good. All right, so our last question, which was from last week, so we are going to go ahead and get every question done. Matt says, time to bring back a beloved game from your childhood. You have an unlimited budget. What's the game and feature you want in it? I would love Tenchu to come back and give me build a ninja with a different main weapon, consumable items, and cosmetic changes. Hmm. Dino Crisis in the Resident Evil engine, uh, third person, not first person, but you can add Lady uh, Dimitrescu with her nine foot six inch self. Mine would be Zelda, the original Zelda, odd on Oculus. Ooh. Yeah, virtual reality. Ooh. Interesting. I think. Well, I'm lucky because mine's going to happen eventually. <laughs> I think. I think maybe this year or definitely next year. Uh, a Baldur's Gate on PC that doesn't require me to have six CDs that I have to change when I move between systems mm. uh, between screens, like I did <laughs> yeah. in the '80s or early '90s. <laughs> did you buy the one that came out today? It's been or yesterday for you. Early access, I think, isn't it on PC for some time? No, no, no. Did one? you see they re- they re- they re released Dark Alliance? Oh no, I'm I'm waiting for the third one. Uh, the new one then. That's this, yeah, that's like mm. soon, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's early access, yeah, but it's not finished yet. No. Well, yeah, soon though, very soon. Who knows if they'll ever finish it? <laughs> yeah, I think, oh, I think well, early access is such a wonderful term on PC, isn't it? You don't know if it's just that's it or if it's going It's a break. bullshit term, but that's, that's, that's for another episode. Yeah. <sighs> that would be my one. <laughs> you could have a nine hour rant about that. Mm. Zach, what game would you want? I would choose the N64 version of Space Invaders, the one that Activision made. And I would like for them to add, like, it'd be cool if you could, like, switch out your ships and stuff. And definitely better graphics. But that's what I would choose. They just made a really dope Space Invaders game for the Switch you should check out. It's kind of like that. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. What's it called? I do not know off the top of my head. I just know it's out. Not much help there, but just search for it. <laughs> Use the internet. It's your best friend. I also would like to see a gaunt on Cool, VR. I don't get to go? Cool. cool. 
I just said it was Wow. Wow. All right. So I have two real quick ones. Well, one's my dream remake, which is Parasite Eve. And I hope that it's eventually yes. going to happen. And I really want the people that worked on Final, Final Fantasy VII Remake to head it up. Hopefully, not like make it like seven episodes, but like <laughs> I think they could definitely make a great game. I I would I would just oh, yeah. I would just and then the second one is near and dear to my heart because my favorite game of all time. I would want them to remaster completely remaster from the ground up. And again, I think Square could do it. Is uh, Lunar Silver Star Story complete? I want the whole game remastered from the ground up with modern graphics. And keep the story pretty much the same, but just bells and whistles, go all out, get a great voice cast, and even throw in the second one too, and just make it like a collection. And I, I think that it would sell really well today because I think they're two timeless games that just don't get enough love because you can't play them anywhere except for a PS One. Well, for the second one at least. So. Mm-hmm. Dig it. Yeah, that Parasite Eve, man, that's one of my oh, all-time uh, faves. Right every here. every E3, every year in the Square Conference, I'm like, here it is, it's coming. Right now. It's <laughs> it's like those people that waiting on the Switch for that Metroid Prime trilogy to come out. They're like, oh, here it is, any minute, any day now. Yeah, they're going to announce, announce it, it today. Main, meanwhile, it's, it's sitting in the I'd Sony vault there with all those finished PS5 games. They're like, not today. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, no, it's sitting with my, all the free Microsoft games. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you don't open up a can of worms now, Joe. This bolt's gonna haunt you forever. It's okay because I, I believe it's true. I think there's a whole bunch of finished games. I do. Uh, he's gonna be a Borderlands bolt, you know. He's gonna be a vault. Uh, you know, you know what, Joe? I don't fault you because I think the the Sony high Sony developers have been telling Jim Ryan that's the case as well. That's why he's so confident. <laughs> he, be- he believes this. <laughs> he believes the next ten years is sorted out. <laughs> Well, what it is is you know, kind of circling back. Jim Ryan believes um, that be, we don't need those games. That's why they're in the vault because everyone keeps buying eight That's copies right. of this rat game, we need to get and he doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> He's like, why will we release The Last of Us Three? They're still buying rat alike. I'm waiting for him. Oh, Wouldn't you love? I'm waiting for him to go. No, I said I'm waiting for him to go full in and make physical versions of rat games this gen. Like when to get compilation rat plat discs. Oh, what a good idea. I know, right? I could get you guys hook, line, and sinker. And not only the special... (laughs) So, the standard edition rat games, $50, and you get 10 games. But you can can pay $100. No, wait, wait. But the Supreme Rat, or the King of the Rats edition, is $100 (laughs) each bundle. And you get all the region stacks for all 10 of those games for $100. Oh, I'd man. I'd love to see it this year's E3, whatever form that that takes. Video form, Devolver Digital come out with a you know new new AAA open world first person rattle <laughs> rattle like a game, and it's just this. They show a cinematic trailer like Elder Scrolls style, which is like shows nothing except the name, and then three seconds of gameplay, and it's just this one pixel, and then it just moves slightly to the right, and then it just goes to the black. That would be fantastic. Rattle like and, every, and everyone and everyone loses everyone loses their mind. Yeah, that's right. It's like game of the year. <laughs> this one's game of the show it's game of the show they're wild enough to do awesome. something like that <laughs> speaking of devolver and i know we got to get out of here but cj have you ever played um that uh mother russia bleeps oh, i haven't heard of that that's mother 
Oh my gosh. So the game is awesome. It's a side scroll beat em up and it's ultra violent, but <laughs> I don't know why this makes me think of you, <laughs> but I listened to like a, a, a conversation with some of the developers that were at E3. I think it was on the game informer show one time. And they were like talking about the game. They're like, yeah, I was playing it. Blah, blah, blah. Was there like a demon wanking <laughs> off in the background? <laughs> and they're like, they're like, yeah, this is side scroll beat em up. And there's, there's a certain level where there's a demon just pleasuring himself in you the can, background. You can bet the intern behind that guy is like, that wasn't a demon, mate. Now, look, the most God. important part before you finish, who won? I'm, I'm on tender hooks. Who won question of the week? I mean, Jared really did strike quite a conversation. True. Yeah. I mean, he 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 got a good thirty minutes out of it. I I'm I'm not biased in any way, so therefore I'm not going to vote for Jared. Uh, who else is there? I think I think the troll <laughs> question for for because it's not Jared. I think that's a valid reason. I think it's time well, somebody else took down question a, of the week. It's a good question. I mean, I like Matt's question, you know, game from our childhood, because, you know, Parasite Eve needs to be talked about. Dino Crisis needs to be talked about. That was a good question. There were Ooh, okay. three yeah, questions and then submitted, yeah. weren't there? So maybe it's an equal first and, 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 and no, no, nothing else for Jared this week. I'm sorry. Unfortunate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't win them all. I don't know. I, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm voting for Matt. What do you guys feel? I'll vote for Matt as well. Sounds good. Yeah, same boat. Yep. Yep. So see. All right, CJ. Matt. Yep, Matt's good. I I have a question for CJ before we get out of here too. So now that you've yeah. you've pledged your ever dying allegiance to the the green the green brand, hmm. uh, will we be seeing like a push to plat uh style podcast where you just talk to people that play Xbox now. Cuz I feel- That's all he did on the last show. Feel- <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing is just before we finished uh in the final episode we had um uh, Chris on ready there and he's a he's a good friend on the PlayStation side a Patreon or whatever else and he goes he goes why are you stopping? He goes this has been an Xbox show for 6 months. He goes you don't have to stop. <laughs> so it's true. But no, no, it's actually it's really fun not doing I'm listening a lot to the Real Gamer Score podcast on um, it's an Xbox leaning podcast. If you ever needed any guest, I'm sure Cameron uh, would be, or even Neo Master would be interesting. They're both like they can talk about any system and games. They're both fascinating, but yeah, it's actually really interesting because over the past well two three years, I made a lot of connections with people. I didn't realize maybe how many, and it's been really nice to pass on some of those connections to them, uh, particularly the more Xbox leaning guests and get to hear these guests talk to someone else so you actually it's nice because when you're like you guys know when you have a guest on you you've got to hit certain questions or you you plan sort of roughly where you're going to go but when you listen to somebody else do it you you don't know where it's going to go and it's it's quite interesting so it's been fun to listen well i personally don't want you to start another podcast i just want you to to claim your rightful seat here on the loop bros (laughs) and then just uh yeah, kick it with us week after week. But that's just me being selfish. I mean, what? Well, you what know, look I? I, look, I did label Resident Evil Eight uh, to Cly earlier today. It's okay. It's a little bit below my standards for a walking sim. So once you've uh, once you've got over that <laughs> in a couple of months, maybe I can come back. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the chair's always warm and the door's always open. So there you go. 
You don't even have to ask. You just, you just show and up. I, look, I've got half a carrot left, so I'll be back in the next month or two. I feel like you'd have there to ask go. just to get the, the link. but No, I'm just going to start. We're just going to copy him in every week. <laughs> and he shows up, he shows All up. Right, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> you, you know what? Oh, look, I'll give you the sound <laughs> bite that you can drop in each week. Trash! Just drop it in anyway. I thought it was free. Yeah, that one is well. Free. Levi can do the free one. He does it better than me. There you go. Yeah. So, all right, guys, this is Loot Bros Podcast. Thank you, Kalai. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, CJ. Thank all you guys for listening. This has been a blast. Um, I've enjoyed it, but you know what? It's time for me to return to Castle Dimash. What is it? Dimash Street? The you silent, Dami Mommy. The Dami Mommy Castle. That's right. I'm going back to Castle Dami Mommy. So. <laughs> I've been practicing her name all evening, and I, I keep screwing it up. He's been screaming her name yeah. while he's busy with his hands. It's not the only thing you want to screw. Practicing oh. her name. Practicing. <laughs> I, I've been just trying to make sure I say it correct, and then I screwed it up. So, yeah. Anyways. It is time to do that. Like, share, subscribe, do all the things, or don't. Leave us one-star reviews. Go track down all my other podcasts, leave them one-star reviews. <laughs> um, that was that was very special. It gave me a good laugh. I'm sure that was not your intentions, uh, but I do appreciate that person, and I'm glad you exist. It's awesome. And we're out. Peace. Get left, what will it be? Thomas running out the blood is flowing down the streets. People need to know what living in the war zone. In the streets where the truth tell them that it's old. Get right or get left, what will it be? Thomas running out the blood is flowing down the streets. People need to know what living in the war zone. In the stre